Another episode. This is episode 105 of Bruising Banter Podcast. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Is it 105 or 106? Oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's 105. 105. 105. You got it, man. <laughs> Wake up! I normally put it in the uh, title, but I did not title. put it in the title today. <laughs> that way I already always know. Yeah. But I did not... My bad, people. Dev is over there molesting that. Um, I'm telling you, this right here is dangerous. We're going to get into it in a minute, but this thing is dangerous. Oh, my God. It's dangerous. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm glad you picked up where he left off, though. Rob, this whole setup that you got is like... It's like you're on a sliding sliding chair or something. You keep... Sliding across the room. Uh, What's up, oh, Kimbo? No, I was, I was moving because I Happy can see uh, you. Oh, cheers. In the back. Yo, but so it's like, was, you, know, uh, you remind me that, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like it. I'm cheers in Kimbo Biro right now. I'm going to have to come over there. Tell us what you're drinking on, Kimbo. Kimbo. All right. Like I said, this is episode 10. I think it's 106. No, it's 105. It's 105. It's 105. You're confident um, in your oh, first guest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but and uh, like always, this is uh, our social distancing series, and we do have a illustrious uh-huh. <laughs> drink, drink. Illustrious. <laughs> <laughs> is it illustrious or illustrious? I just said it because uh, I, I know because yes, yes, you yes. said I always say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, know, I haven't said it in a while. Actually, yeah, 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 but. We do have an illustrious guest with us. She is the founder and CEO of the Black Travel Box. And uh, we're going to jump, have her jump in the stream in one second. Um, she's going to tell us all about the Black Travel Box, how it got started, what it is, and where it's going. Uh, so without further ado, we want to bring Orion Brown to the show. All right. All right. Welcome. Welcome. What's hello, up? hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for Thanks coming for having on me. I'm, I'm not cool. I don't have like the headset. I don't look like I'm in the studio. I'm sorry. And you, if you can hear, <laughs> as long as you can hear. <laughs> right. That's all, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. You, 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 you have that island island vibe going on that we don't have going on. You look like yeah. you're vibing. <laughs> it seems like it's a breeze coming right through the living Yeah, room. it's like you got you got the island hair. You look like picture in the background. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. We gotta keep it breezy, even if the breeze ain't coming through. 
Okay. There it is. There you go. There you go. I heard that. Uh, well, we want to welcome you to the show. But before we uh, always get started, we like to know what people are drinking on, if they are drinking. Uh, so, and we always start with the guests. So, uh, what are we drinking All today? Right. What are you drinking? Oh. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> oh, you yeah. didn't start it That sounds like an excuse, all right. Five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. That part, that part. But I will say uh, last night I had a really, really dope sour um, that I that usually my deal is, is like I'll go in and be like, give me the weirdest, most face puckering, most mm. interesting sour you got. And okay. I live in Colorado, and so it's dope mm. because there's a lot of breweries and stuff here. And when people are socially distanced, um, but you can still do, you know, you can get that that flavor and mm. and flight. I usually do everything in a flight. Okay. <laughs> so I'm like, last night, I mean, if I'm gonna drink my beer, it'll be it's gonna be a flight of it. <laughs> I haven't had pancakes yet, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Ask me for a piece of his breakfast because the blues eating. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I ate that. That was delicious. I was dancing everything. Yeah, yeah. I should have had a Guinness. I should have had a Guinness ready because that's just like bread and butter right there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But if, um, if, if if McDonald's um, started selling lunch already, then you should, you should you go for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do. For it. I'm drinking it. All right, uh, Lou, what are you drinking on today? Uh, today I went to Am um Gang, Gang Gang. Uh, they have a Rosetta Sour. Uh, yeah, right. That's what I thought too. Uh, it says a cheerful cherry beer. Rosetta offers elegance, complexity, and an intriguing interplay of tartness and sweetness. Orion, I think this would be right up your alley. I know, uh, not that. <laughs> see? Um, that could have been even most <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> As everybody knows, um, I'm Gang is out of Utica, uh, Cooperstown, New York. Uh, but this was produced by a brewery in Belgium, uh, hence Lou Belgium. Mm-hmm. A uh, Lifeman's man, Devin. I need you, bro. Oh, Leaf Leafman's Unarde. It's in Belgium. It's in Belgium. Okay, so I think I'm pretty sure they're making the beer, and then Am Gang is getting it shipped, uh, and then they're uh, canning it and uh, distributing it through uh, America. But it's great, man. It tastes delicious. It looks great. Uh, this is a pour. Mm-hmm. Uh, no head, slight head. Uh, very, very purple, cherry, pink. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all nasty. Uh, <laughs> but, that ABV though, no. Uh, the no head, slight head. No head, slight head. Nasty. Y'all nasty. Man. <laughs> Can't even talk about beer without you know five point six. Five point six. Alcohol by volume. But uh, cheers and uh, pass me another. This is delicious. Nice, nice, nice. You know what, Rob? I'm gonna just go ahead and pick to go next because I think Devin's gonna take the long. Oh yeah, he's gonna go to school. <laughs> he's right, going to school. All right, right. Yeah. All right yeah, we're good. Go ahead, yo. <laughs> so what I'm drinking on is this kung fu karaoke. Oh, uh, I've had that. Oh yeah, I had that. Yeah, that's a uh, IPA. From yeah, yeah, I from Kings City, right? From uh, Kings County, Kings County, Kings Blues. County. I know it's uh, one of the joints. I might have gave you Where's that. that Where's that at? Brooklyn, Kings County, Brooklyn. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, I might, yeah you I might, know, might have given that. That's where I got that. You, you could have. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I just want to just be in the fridge. fridge. I pull it out the fridge and I, right. I drink them. Right. Yep, like, wherever. I don't say where this come from. I just <laughs> drink it. Crap that thing and drink it. Yeah, but this is a, um, it is an IPA. So it has a citra, it has some citra, some mosaic hops, 
Um, so Amarello and Sapphire hops, or Sapphire mm-hmm. hops with some barley and some wheat. We got a lot of shit in here, but it's a um, it's five point five. Five point five. Okay. But hey, it tastes hey, like Robin, it's stronger than that. It's Robin Devin, y'all know about IPAs. Is that mosaic and citra hops always in IPAs? Is that what makes IPAs seem like every time y'all read the hops? No, I think that's most. I think they're the one of the uh, bigger hops uh, that yeah. you can relative rel- get easily. I guess I should say. Okay, okay, okay. So it has nothing to do with the actual making of an IPA. It's yeah. a little hazy too. Yeah, yeah. good. El Dorado mm-hmm. probably is another one you probably will see a lot. Mm-mm. It looks mm-hmm. like it smells really good though. <laughs> is it real piney? Is it piney? Right? Yeah, that glass glass. Brian, seventeen percent drip. Yeah. All right, all right, Dev, what are you drinking on? Dev, here you go. Here's your turn. You got your the notebook, Dev? Nope, I ain't even got no notebook. So this was on the this was on the fly. It was on the fluke. Um, I actually went down to my basement where I uh, keep all my beers and was completely bone dry. I was like, what the? So I had to run to the store just on the fluke today, this morning, um, and grab uh, a four pack. And I stumbled across uh, this. It just popped out at me. A sweet and sour grapefruit IPA, which I was not expecting to see that combination. And, you know, lately we've been going to, you know, we went to Sour Wednesday and we've been hearing about all these different kind of kind of uh, collaborations and and kind of conjoining of different styles of beer. And and I was like, I wonder what this will taste like, you know, since some people are fans of sour, some people are fans of IPAs. Um, this one's called Untitled Art. Um, actually, I'm sorry, the brew. That's the brewery, Untitled Art. Art. Um, and this is called Sweet and Sour Grapefruit IPA. Um, mm-hmm. They're out of uh, Wanakee, Wisconsin. Um, artwork is by Ryan, Ryan Smith. Um, Ryan Smith, she spells it really different. And this is a 7.0 ABV. Definitely a right. beer that you guys would love. It's got grapefruit juice, apple juice, and pineapple juice in it. So this is definitely a morning drink. All right. <laughs> Whoever <laughs> else will have it. So pass me. It is a morning I'm like, drink. I'm mad. I'm like, I want that one. That's like a Look at this color, all right. Look at that. I, I look That's like OJ. Like orange juice. That's yeah. like orange juice. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm looking at Google right now, like because I could probably get it in 15 minutes. <laughs> where'd you get that from? Damn, where'd you get that from? I got this from just Crescent, right up um, oh, the road. I'm gonna see if they got it at the one. You can call over there and see if they got it. Mm-hmm. I go grab one of those. That look good. Hey Rob, oh, I got one for you though. I got a four. I got a four pack. So okay. hey, hey, you don't say Rob G either for that. Rob either. G. <laughs> no, I was gonna say hey, Rob G. Yeah, guys. I don't. I don't care. His name is Robert. <laughs> <laughs> any version, any version of that is good. What you Rob drinking on, Rob? Yeah. Actually, Rob is short for Raslata. It's not oh, Rob. Raslata. But it's what happened Raslata. about the Robert? What happened about you and R. Kelly being in the same union? Ain't y'all in the same Robert? Meek Mill. Meek Mill. I didn't say yeah. R. Kelly. I said Meek Mill. <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> definitely did say R. Kelly. Definitely I did. Not. You definitely <laughs> said he's yeah, your favorite you definitely, Robert. Definitely. Did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Uh, <laughs> he definitely uh, said he was in the union. I don't think he said it was his favorite Robert. That's crazy. Favorite Robert. Yeah. I did not say Robert. I did not say Robert Kelly was in the union. He was uh, oh, definitely he did. Was expelled from the union. He was not. He was expelled. <laughs> so that means he was in the union. 
Well, at he one point, yeah. If he wasn't in it. He mm-hmm. was singing my body calling me. So yeah, he was in the union. He wasn't in my union though. He wasn't in my union though. It was in union. Now he's not the union. He was in. Now he's out. All right. How's the beer? How's the beer, bro? Okay. I am drinking. <laughs> I am drinking from uh, Urban Roots and Crowns and Hot. The collaboration Roots and Crowns. Mm-hmm. There, right okay. there. It is a nine point five percent ABV double uh, India Pale L. It got uh, Rewaka hops, mm. Citra hops, and Nelson hops. See, so there's three different hops that are not Rewaka. The Citra is back in there, though. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I never heard of Rewaka. So yeah, I yeah, that's not like some Star Wars planet. That's like a, a Wookiee. I would think more like a, a hop in Africa or something. I thought. That's, <laughs> that's right. Let me see uh, that but, but you see the... Oh, it's a nice... Uh, it's a darker pour. So shout out to... And it's in my... Hoppy Boy Glass, shout out to Delaware Premier Craft. Uh, that's um, that's the pour. That's the, my my glass with my Hoppy Boy on it. Nice. <laughs> it looks like it got barrel aged. Delaware in it. Premium made that uh, made that. Glass. Yeah, Premier, yeah, Premier Craft. Yep. Premier. Uh, Delaware Zone. Uh, so definitely, if you want a Hoppy Boy Glass, definitely check them out. Uh, okay. but yeah, if you see the uh, artwork, it has the crown on it, and then the roots. You can't really see because it's a darker can from here, but. As you can see it a little bit, so it's the roots, so you can tell it's crowns and hops and urban roots. So shout out to two um collaboration. Uh, West Coast uh breweries, uh one in uh Inglewood and one out of Sacramento. Nice. Uh, so, so it's definitely good. It's a nice it's it definitely has that West Coast. Um so it's, it's a little hop forward. Um, but not too it's not too bitter though. So it's not it's not a, a, a uh, a hot bomb that'll just be like, uh-uh, I can't drink it. It, it has some hop forwardness to it, but it still has some, I guess that's some of the haziness because that's some of the, it's still a little, not too juicy and, and it's not a lot of sweetness, but definitely. Urban, Urban Roots is black owned too. Uh, I know they have a black owner. So I guess, I guess how they categorize like, a, like a, nope, <laughs> some people black like owned. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, like they do, uh, black folks. If you got a little bit in there, it's black. <laughs> I don't know. So it's a one drop rule for for brewing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one drop rule. We going brown. We going brown yeah, back. That's that, urban roots. That's what it's called. I couldn't think of. It. That's why I just said I was going to skip it. But yeah, the one drop rule for breweries. Yeah, for sure. If I don't care what if they if they do anything in the brewery and they own piece of it, black owned. Okay. <laughs> well, that's how that's how they projected some people do anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, everybody drinking something, or some people are thirsty, but everybody uh, other four, <laughs> the other four. You didn't make her thirsty. Uh, drizzly. Hey, hey, you're not no sponsor here. Nah, but we're just curious. Like, how would you get your, right. your beer delivered to you? They serve liquor. They they deliver liquor in Colorado. Always they deliver. So Drizzly links up with. I mean, I guess it depends oh, on yeah, the state. Yeah, yeah. But I've used it here. I've used it in Illinois, my hometown, Chicago. Um, you 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 can take, basically you get on and it's just like it's like Amazon shopping, and but you can pick what low what uh, not grocery stores, but what wine and spirit stores you want to shop from. That are on the platform, 
pick what you want. They have a little page there. Oops, you can't see. I'm not. I'm, I'm, right. Let's be an influencer now. How shall we? Just pick it. So I'm like, oh, this Odell Montage variety pack looks good. It's got some IPAs and stuff in there. It's a Colorado local one. Um, okay. So I'm going to grab that and see. Hopefully they, they get that to me. And some yeah. orange. I feel better because like I'm like he's like oh yeah I had to run to the store this morning I was like yeah this morning it was like eight and nobody's selling alcohol at eight and during a pandemic right open up here yeah like the liquor stores and stuff didn't open until like 11 yeah by the way, guys, I just yeah. let uh, Adrian taste, I mean, uh, taste the IPA, and she's a fan, so that's uh-huh. that's huge for somebody. Oh, snap. She drinks. She's that's really good. Yeah, that is. Yeah. That's real good. <clears throat> yeah. That's crazy. Um, all right. Well, we've been uh, talking about this beer for a little bit and talking about nothing for a little bit, and we do have <laughs> our illustrious guest here to tell us all about the Black Travel Box, uh, so we're going to give her uh the floor so once again i want to welcome orion brown to the podcast and you can tell us as much as you want about the black travel box and how i got started and then we'll we'll follow with a lot of questions i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure let's dive in i'm like yeah yeah what, what are you saying but let me just put my credit card in I was like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like hold it together. It'll be cool. They're not. It's not really a happy hour. It's a happy hour. I didn't really, I didn't really understand that I become equipped to the happy hour. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking when you said when you said liquor stores aren't open at eight a.m. I sound like that sounds like an excuse. It doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Well, well, I don't know. Last night, so, yeah. Last night when, when she I, had the flight, hmm, it's just brought one yeah. home with her. You know, so just I, home with I, you. I don't even think about it. When I did, um. Uh, another podcast is Bubbles in oh I can't even think of the name of it. They sent it's me okay. a bottle, so you know. Oh, oh, um, oh no. okay. No matter. We don't know the name of that podcast. Right. You don't know the name. You took that bottle, but you don't remember their name. No bottle. No bottle for you, but you'll remember our name. You don't know who we are. Right. So no taking. We'll, we'll, we'll send out a questionnaire next time to say, hey, if you're a drinker, not a drinking, what could we recommend? What do you have? Or do you need us to send something? So we'll to no taking. That's actually dope. I, guess, I, guess. I really was looking through the checklist, but it's all good. I guess we, I guess we, I mean, especially when we get back into the studio and we still interviewing people, we want them to try the same beer we're trying on. We definitely can send them that same beer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after, after one of the interesting mm-hmm. ones that y'all have on here because I'm like taking notes too. I've got the I'm like in, in my yeah. little I'm like okay, so then that one is out of okay. Mm-hmm. So that one from we can put some of them. We can put the names in the chat for you even, so you'll have it for a little bit. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. It's been a while. I, you know, it's, with pandemic and all that stuff, it's been a while since I've just even provided any variety for myself. You know, it's like mm. in the front, and I ain't trying to go. I, I look out the window. I'm like, they ain't wearing masks. I'm gonna stay in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look. That, that environment don't look safe. I know. You, what you on like the fifth floor? Cause you looking down on people. Where you? Where you at? You in a high rise? I'm on the eleventh floor, and I'll show y'all real quick. Cause people were like, "Oh, you in Colorado? It's cold." 
hell out there and this, that, and the other. I'm like, nah, dude, it's sunny at 45. 45. Right. The elevation in Colorado, the air is different in Colorado already. Oh, it is. It's it was, 20, it was 21 degrees this morning. It's 21 degrees here. Wow. No season. Yeah, it's it, it, <laughs> nice. 45 now. I know it is. It's 20. It's 33 still. It's 33. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I felt that bite when I went out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how they go. Yeah. This is a Colorado question. Y'all get snow? A lot of snow? Um, no, actually, we don't get a ton of snow. We did get some snow this year. It wasn't bad. So you, usually what I'm used to, I lived in New York before I lived in, I'm from Chicago. You know, it snows and it's there the whole season. Like, yeah. you know, you go to the grocery store parking lot and there's that pile that either, yeah, that's getting dirty. That's dirty. 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 <laughs> iceberg. Just yeah, iceberg. Yeah. A black, a black it'll, iceberg. It melts. It melts. Usually it'll snow and it'll melt within a couple of days. Sometimes it'll linger. And it's like news that it's lingering. They're like, like and there's still <laughs> snow in the ground. So strange. It's been chilly. 32 degrees all week. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yo. Why did Colorado get this fake, like, coldness stereotype? Yeah. I thought they were well, they, 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 they have a lot of ski resorts and stuff like that, right? <laughs> Say it again. Yeah, the like, the mountaintops have snow in them. It's like, yeah, yeah. but it's warm in the city. Yeah. Yeah. There, you know, they, they, they skiing there right now in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Oh, they getting their ski on. But that's also what part of mix, mixture of uh, artificial and and real mm-hmm. snow, right? No? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in Colorado, where, it's, where they skiing, it's snowing heavy. It's snowing heavy. Okay. 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 I don't need to bring it in. That's very interesting. I didn't know it, that. But Colorado it's, it's, it's a lighter powder once you get out, mm. out right. right? It's not like an ice mm-hmm. slick. It's, it doesn't hard pack. Um, and it, because it, it's it's higher and drier, like you you can go skiing some days in like basically snow pants, so you don't you know get wet and cold, but like a t shirt or a hoodie on top. Mm. Oh. It's warm, it's Yo. actually warm. Sun is so direct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Very. I didn't I didn't know we were going to talk about Colorado and the weather. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. Come on, come on. Well, I know I didn't come I didn't know that, that's where it was going when we started. I had no idea this is where it was going, but I, I'm so I, glad. You was like, uh, I know we asked you about the travel box, but let me hear. Let yeah, me go about yeah, Colorado. Well, <laughs> you know, this this is the podcast that we talk about any and everything. You said we may ask you any question. There you go. <laughs> she had she hadn't even started. Well, actually, I think she brought it up about. She did yeah. switch the subject instead of not focusing on the black travel box. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a rhyme. It she was, was she was oh, rid of that. See, the thing is, is like you guys are all lubricating it with beer. I'm just like this. So right, right. <laughs> oh, we just like this too. This ain't <laughs> nothing. Like the beer. <laughs> the beer is coming though. The beer is ordered and on its way. Yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. Hey, it's coming. But um, so yeah, you asked me about Black Travel Box. I created a company, um, really a personal care products company. Although I think we're gonna do a lot more with it. I, there's so many, so many things on my heart to do with this brand. But it's a personal care product company for travelers of color. So everything that we make is in forms and formats that's meant to travel well, that you do TSA, and actually acknowledges the fact that you have a wider variety of hair textures and skin tones than that Pert Plus Three one that they put in the hotel room. Mm. Uh, 
Right. And then it's like, well, you might as well just throw us the mouthwash in it too. Just like that's that's we just gonna do everything. But that that does not work for us. And y'all can see this this situation here needs right. it needs stuff. Yeah. And that's, you know, not perp, that's not a per plus hairstyle. This is not a per plus hairstyle. No, no, and this thing even, you know, this is this is just the way I, I woke. I woke up like this. Um, <laughs> oh, there you go. hit the buzzer. You know what? Oh, like that, that's the thing. There's so much. There's the company isn't just about hair care as well. You know, you don't want the ash and nothing. That lotion that, that the hotel give you, and it's like it was supposed to take away the ash, but somehow ash. Like <laughs> it's just so giving that it gave you extra. Um, <laughs> it's like you know, the beauty industry, personal care industry, it's getting there, and we're hearing about a lot of black all the black run businesses that are coming up. But we're hearing about the same small pool, and there's so many different, you know, varieties of things that we need and where we're at. And I, I always tell people, you know, in the travel space in particular, they're like, Oh, that's so neat. Do black people travel? And then I go, Oh. Let me tell you, we spent $103 billion in 2019 on travel, black travelers mm. alone. Black American. I'm not talking globally, I'm just talking domestic and international travel by black people from the US. So when you wow. talk about do we travel, $103 billion, it's been growing exponentially over the last decade. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then I dare you to think about the last time you flipped through a travel magazine and saw a face that looked like you. Right. True. Right. right. True. You know? So they don't see that coming. They don't see it's coming. Right. And that's, I think, the stealth mode that works beautifully for this company. People mm-hmm. don't quite believe it yet outside. They're like, mm, I don't know. It seems really small. And I'm like, wait till, this, wait till they get their vaccines in the, in the pandemic. Shh, y'all don't know. Right. You're right. on my boat. Bye. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, they say I needed to travel. Hit me up, Scotty. But before you go any further, well, I, I do. I already have a question. So, yes. what, what's your background? Like, what made you get into into opening up this, to starting this business? Yeah. So, I, I have a pretty eclectic background, but I spent the most part of like of fifteen years in corporate um, in brand management, right? And so, I was working for in the food industry, like for Nestle and Kraft Foods. Did some work for Hasbro for a little bit, some mobile gaming stuff, you know, just to keep it fun. Um, and so, yeah, I have that background of, you know, running businesses. The smallest business I ran was like about a $30 million business. The largest one was about a half, a half a billion, right? And so, yeah. Zero. Humble brag. Humble, humble brag. Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> you know what, you know what? It, it is. It's there, it's not a humble, it's a brag because <laughs> I come out and talk to people, I talk to investors, I talk to different folks, and they're like, we don't really believe it. And then I get to like my slide and my pitch mm. that has all the brands I've worked on, all the things I've done. They're like, oh, and they're like, oh, they should you should have said that up front. And I'm like, Chad literally hasn't gotten a degree yet. Right. right. Why do why do I have to say it up front? <laughs> Chad got a high school diploma. 
Chad got a high school diploma and, you know, I'm sure it was a really great private high school, but like Chad is over here like, I have this really great idea. I don't know how to code. So I'm going to like learn to code and, and like get a co-founder and we're going to make this. And this dude is walking out of conversation Walking like, up. And I'm like, please, please hear me. <laughs> I am come to play. And... <laughs> You know, and so it, it it's at this point, it's like, you know, I see this with a, a lot of women and obviously women of color entrepreneurs. There's a reason why we get 0.004% of VC funding. Um, but all these people want you to sit and talk in front of these VCs and angels are behaving like VCs as well. So a lot of people will say, well, VC funding, what we don't talk about is only 1% of, of entrepreneurs get VC funding. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's still... A lot of people and one little black girl in the back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when we look at angel funders, people will be like, oh, I want to get into investing. And then they start getting all wired and looking at different stuff. And they think that the way VCs work is the way that your investment portfolio should work. I had a dude reach out to me and he was like, you know, I'm going to need you. Like, I'm really interested in what you're doing. I have no like skill set or anything that I can add to it. So, like, in terms of advising, I really wouldn't be able to do that on any. You know, at any level. And but I want you to come fly out to me and stay a few days and take me through your books and take me through your business model. And I was like, okay, um, okay. So, what kind of checks do you write? Well, Mm -hmm. usually like twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, bro. Sir, sir. (laughs) I'm gonna come a little bit harder than that. That's bold. That's a bold statement that you're making. No, that's Fly, fly me out. That's crazy. No, and he wasn't even saying flying me out. No, it's, he was you saying like you pay it, you come to me. Oh, and take my expense. Yeah, her expense. Take you through I, everything. I, yes, I, I didn't even, I didn't even assume assume that you were paying for your flight. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. nah, you gotta pay for all of this, bro, and bring me some value too. Right. Like exactly. you, don't, you want to learn everything off of me? And you don't, and you want me to pay my way? Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> That's the VC model where you're like, all right, they're going to write me uh, my lead investor on a seed round. I'm, I'm raising a million dollars. Like they're going to be there. The, the back end of this is huge. And he's like, ah, you know, I usually write like a 20 K check, you know, sit your ass down, Chad. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it. So, yeah, the humble brag comes through and I have to be like, no, I'm, I'm real with it. Like, mm-hmm. And and this, you know, when we look at uh, what it takes to to start a company, I think the last average cost I heard was something like forty thousand dollars in the first year. And again, these are this is aggregate, right? So whether you're starting a popcorn shop or whether you're starting a tech company, the numbers are a little bit blurred. I would right. love to see more data on it, but uh, but on average, it costs two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more for a, a black entrepreneur to get their business up and running. Because they don't have access to capital, the credit, the the interest rates that they're paying because they don't have mm-hmm. debt structures, um, mm-hmm. and jumping through hoops and doing all these things. Everything is our cost of goods ends up costing us more because we can't mm-hmm. buy it at scale. Is a whole bunch of stuff to it, and so mm-hmm. ultimately, you know, I get a little, I get a little pissed. I get a little yeah. pissed. You're like mm-hmm. because, like I said, humble. When I said humble brag, that's what it should be. And when you're like, no, no, I'm actually going to brag about this, but it, it actually should be a humble brag because it just should be something that you could say and it, it gets you in the door. Like, you shouldn't mm-hmm. have to say it and have a presentation behind it. Like, 
like you said, Chad, we was talking about Chad all day, but Chad don't have to say nothing. Chad don't got a GED and you got all this 30, your $30 million is your lowest level of, of right. company that you, work, that you work with. Run. And that don't, that's so when I say humble brag, like I'm, that's how it should be. You should be able to just drop these little 30 million, a bill, half a billion dollar things and it's just be a humble, but you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I have to brag about it because yeah, if I don't, I'm gonna be yeah. yeah. I, I think that's dope. You in the door if I had the money. Chat, chat ain't humble bragging. You know what I mean? So just let him. So he ain't humble bragging. He bragging. So hey, why not do what you do? Right. Right. I, I agree. Now I had, I, I had a question in terms of the uh, the personal uh, the, the personal care products. In terms of now, are you curating personal care products, or is are are you developing the products? Developing. Yeah. Oh, so manufacturing okay. is developing. So one of the issues is it would be nice if we could get to a place where there was more access to the travel size product, right? Mm. Travel size, mm. by the way, is it, it isn't based on any type of convenience of actual travel other than the size of it. I'll get to that in a second. I actually do build that into the formats and formulas of the products that, that we make. But if you say, okay, I just want to have a two ounce bottle of, you know, my organics or whatever, you know, brand it might be. And I want to be able to get that consistently. Uh It's for these companies, one, it's not efficient for them to make it because they make big stuff, right? So brand and, and manufacturing is really predicated on efficiency, how you can keep your costs low and make as much as possible and sell as much as possible. And yep. so just on, on, uh, on the premise of there being travel size, one of the reasons why you see PERT plus 301 is because it's every college bro and, you know, and it moves, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and then the rest of us are like, well, I guess I can, I can try to use this to see what happens. And so the supply isn't there to really create like a curated box that could take you through the expanse of products that are out there. Cause frankly, mm-hmm. they're not even being made all the time. Sometimes they'll make a one-off for target or something like that and have it in the section and they're not making it again for the rest of the year because mm-hmm. it doesn't move quickly. And yeah. so for me, having a company that's really focused on, this is what we make convenient out of home, personal care products. I don't care if you're going mm-hmm. to the gym or you're going to Timbuktu, I'm going to make something for you that is focused on the fact that you don't have a whole cabinet at home of stuff that you have to be able to travel with this, that it has to not melt on you, spill on you and do all these other things that, you know, lugging around a big bottle with. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for me, I did have, you know, when I started the company, I did have that kind of crossroads of, do I really want to be just a curator or a retailer or do I really want to create something for the consumer? And I think creating mm-hmm. it for the consumer and building that into the business model of being nimble and being really sharp and innovating on how to make it easier as opposed to, you know, making it smell different or better or whatever that, you know, those innovations that come out, unless it's doing some rocket science stuff, it's not really innovation, but um, Mm -hmm. focusing on how to make this easy for you so that you're like, yep, I'm going on a trip. I'm going out the door, grab my bag. I got my stuff. I'm good. I know I don't have to be sweating. Okay. Uh, Oh, I was just going to say, you have a um, a black travel box um, handy to kind of show us what it what what it would look like and kind of how what what products you might put in there, or is it 
you know, somebody selecting it kind of like out of a like a la carte and they make their they make their own box. But I'm just curious to see visually what what that how you might even select that stuff or how what it would look like. So, so one thing I will tell you, it's not like the traditional subscription box where you just get stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It literally have box black mailer boxes, um, okay. and I think about it as like you know the entendre, the the double entendre of of you know the little black book, or for women the little black dress. It's mm-hmm. like to me represents something that you can go to, and it and it has everything handy with versatile and do do what oh, you I like. That. I like that. A little first aid, little first aid kit, a must-have kit. Let's see what she got? <laughs> is, she to, is she going to the door to get the beer, or is she getting the black? I'm going to get the little kit. At the right. bottom. She probably is getting the beer. Because <laughs> yeah, she looked like the doorbell had rung before she started. Oh, it's not the same. We're going to get the beer. All right. Like, you can go on online to see the box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm like grabbing stuff off the shelves there. Okay, and that's fine. I, was yeah. be, I wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. <laughs> right. no no, no she, she was like, these phones ain't going to ask me no questions. They just right. going to be drinking beer. They're going to be drunk already. You can ask me questions. So we recently, so we talk about like the forms and formats. When I say forms and formats, I'm talking about what the product actually physically looks like. So this mm-hmm. is a shampoo bar. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't nice. Know. I can see it. Yeah. We can see it. It's it's solid. So you take it with you. You are not gonna get in a fight with TSA. <laughs> you yeah. know, you take it with you, take it, put it in the shower, do what you gotta do, set it on the counter, let it dry, drop it back in the bag. Okay. Got it. Right? Okay. Okay. I like that. The like solid mm-hmm. hair dressing. Nice. And you know, we have a we also have a whipped body balm. We have a lip balm. So I'm I started out with all the basics. This is uh-huh. our this is our mini conditioner bar. Oh, look at that! Nice. I can see it. Bar. I like I like your uh, your handwork. You know how to you know yeah, how to yeah. you know how to really market. Handwork for you guys. Oh my God. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so we have a starter kit. We have a starter kit that comes with the smaller size bars. You get a couple of these. You mm-hmm. get a couple of jars. And then they all fit into, I just got this bag done. Um, we did it for the holidays. Nice. Right? Oh, and it's yeah. like, even with the bag, I'm like, things that I hate. Because um, girls get a lot of these bags with um, makeup and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep the bag and the right. zipper all the way down here. So when you go to open it up, you're stuck. It falls out. So even with this, I would be in real about designing this, and mm. I'm not a I'm not a fashion designer, but I mean, I was like, I wanted to look dope. I wanted yes, to are. be sturdy. You are a fashion designer. Uh, that's fashion. I'm, think, I'm starting to think you are. Yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> I feel like nobody's done that. Is that a patent? Do you have a, a patent on that? No, not on the design. No, mm. no, not on the design. Mm. The brand is trademarked, though, and you know, obviously, we sure. we we do what we do to 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 cover you know really original stuff, but. But this was really all about making sure that this was a bag that I could feel good about using. It has the window mm-hmm. on it because no, you're not about to catch me with a Ziploc bag. Sorry, y'all. Like, right? I thought too much. I, you I, know? I, I yeah, I, I could see my wife getting having that um, when she travels. She has this like long one that hangs on the back of the door when we travel, and it's got like all these clear compartments in it, and it uh, and you zip them open, but at least you could like see through them like like mm-hmm. that. She know you can kind of compartmentalize all the. Toiletries from toothbrush, toothpaste, all that. So, like having that in there would be perfect. 
Oh yeah, Luke is gonna have brothers. This is our this is our mini clutch, our mm -hmm. go clutch mini. I have uh, a bigger brother and a and then a, a big mama. Big Come. mama. <laughs> big mama. Big mama. Big, big brother. Big mama. Like and that. so, so I mean, that's the thing. It's all about making it with us in mind and understanding, even just down to the colors and even mm -hmm. just down to the styling. Because I'm mm -hmm. sick of seeing brands for us that look like they their fit five year old put together. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. I, I'm like, so I yeah. try real hard to bring elevation. Yeah. No thought. No and, thought in the design. And just put yeah, something and out and don't care. They gonna buy it anyway. As long as it works, you ain't gonna worry about that. And I'm like, I'm passionate about brand. I'm passionate about brand, mm -hmm. and I'm passionate about my people. And I think we deserve to be loved on by brand. And not just be given what's 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 left <clears throat> over. So absolutely. Right. So so the so the elephant in the room is uh brothers don't want to be uh not ashy. <laughs> that was my that was when she said the big brother, brother when she, <laughs> she said the big brother bag is coming, I'm like, so she has to have men. Where's the men products? Right, where, where's in that big brother bag? So we have men that I, I have male, male customers right now. Mm -hmm. I was focused on particularly women just because we we dominate the beauty category. We dominate personal care. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that's really interesting is how brands and um, like brands signal male versus female. Now, you'll see a lot mm -hmm. of black women right. on our site. That's how we sort of signal female. But like all of these products. Like none of this smells like fruit or, you know, it doesn't it's smell. Fragrant. Yeah. yeah. So we've got, you know, I've got notes of, again, like things that you don't see in, in the market. How many times have you had a product that was ethnic and actually had scents like Nag Champa and things that are like a part of our culture built mm -hmm. into it? So while these yeah. are also natural, jay butter based, and you're gonna get the nuttiness from the cocoa butter in it and all of that stuff, the fragrances and stuff actually pretty neutral um, mm -hmm. in scent. So either either sex so can so use either, it. Either can can work with it. Now mm -hmm. in terms of men, it's also we've also been sort of trained that it has to be like it has to like be manly and black and this that and the other. So that's also one of the reasons actually why you'll see like the labeling. It's pretty, but I mean. Yeah. It's real sleek, it's, yeah. It's, it's it can sweet. go away. Yeah, you can go definitely away. put that in the men's section. Okay. So it's, it's like a, a beer bomb. It used to be a brand that can be unisex as, mm -hmm. in, as, a, as a brand in total. Um, mm -hmm. I don't love the pandering of, well, let's just slap some gold on it and say it's Shea and say that's for Black people. And then let's make the, the packaging Black and then put some spruce scent in it. And that's for men. Uh, I was really mm -hmm. thinking about just holistically, what are those travel basics? If this were to sit in your hotel room, your hotel mm -hmm. room isn't going, oh, this is the girls' containers and this is the boys' stuff. Like, it's not. Right. Yo, and, and, and then I think it's good, too, because as as men, we always forgetting shit. So, and use our stuff like, anyway. Right, like, right. Like, oh, yeah. I stay, I stay looking at my yo, And then your lady be like, you can't yo, use that. You can't use that. That's mine. Right? Like, like, no, I can't. Roses. It's like, right. You're like, no, <laughs> that's that's neutral scent. <laughs> I'm putting that on. <laughs> I like that. more coming. Like, when you're starting a physical goods company, a physical products company, it's inventory, it's figuring out. Y'all, I got so much. I'm telling you, I got so much stuff in my mind and my heart for this brand and this business. And there'll be men's stuff, and you can have your beard oils and all of that stuff too. 
But uh, it's coming. It's coming. And I'm really excited. I'm going to need a bag, too. Yeah, I can't be putting my stuff in that same kind of bag that the ladies is using. Oh, oh, the, big, the, big, the big brother, as long as it's not a oh, public cover it, though, Yoda. No. Big brother like a, no. a book bag? Why is it called no. the big brother? It's not a book bag. It's probably a bigger. I know. I know. I know. I'm just hoping. Similar design. Bigger guy, a little bit sturdier, a little more square, yeah, just to yeah. kind of like fit everything in, and also that pass through window because I hate, I hate, hate, hate having those conversations and being that angry black prick in uh, the TSA line because they're like, "Well, I need to go through your bag and see this," and it's like, "You're not gonna pack it back right." Right. right. <laughs> so, 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 actually, all you gotta do is add. Since it doesn't say the black woman travel box, all you gotta do is add a, a black man or two on the on the website, and that will signal. Uh, for the brothers as well. Very man. Both sexes. Except for the case. Except for the case. The case doesn't signal, brother. Yeah, the case doesn't. That's why I was saying that. Like, I, I need a different we'll case. Get it. We'll get more of a classic doc for, for the guys since yeah. y'all, yeah. you know, y'all want to feel like, hey, I need I need mine. You know. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> now, now, I guess you took, uh, from what, just listening to you, you took like the, uh, I guess the Steve Jobs approach. You worked on the the uh, containers first, and then the product. Is that what you were saying? Like you wanted to make sure it can travel through T- TSA type of thing first. Um. Well, I mean, I think when when you're doing formulation and you're or you've even coming up with a new product, it really is. If it doesn't exist, it's about identifying first what are the challenges, like what are the problems. So. You know, and I, I have my list, but then I also, you know, my poor friends, they'd be like, you want to go to dinner? And I'd be like, yeah. And let me ask you some questions while we're here. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, so it was starting out with, you Never know, mind. Like, Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you to go anywhere. We're not even going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got so many people. I did a lot. I did a lot of ethnographic study. I would be at people's houses. So ethnographies, you normally do them. You pay this agency and they come in and they pick people and then you go to their house and you ask them questions. I'd just be showing up at my friend's house like, hey, what you doing? Can I put you in the cabinet? What's the balloon last? Yeah, what did you take on that trip? And I don't laugh people. It's nothing. So I'm going to use the people I know and then go further and all that. So I did survey and all that. But the things that, that were the key, the key issues were Folks are like, I'm sick of not having, like, if I even if I get the thing that I want, it's getting taken by TSA or I'm paying extra. Like, some people are just like, forget it. I just pay the $68 or whatever and get me an oversized, oversized you know, bag and, oh, yeah. and just check it. And then yeah. you have the folks that are like, well, I had the right size, but then TSA and I had, I had 15 of those little bottles I wasn't supposed to and they tossed them. <laughs> this whole thing so. The challenge I'm hearing from people that they're going places and then trying to find a grocery store. Yeah. Get some coconut oil or some grapeseed oil. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. even access to a product that works for their hair and skin is like the first challenge. Mm-hmm. Then you go into, well, okay, I bought this bottle of grapeseed oil or I bought something in the place that I got to. I can't bring it back because it's open and it's big. And, and so I just wasted money on that. So I do need something that's compact. I won't have a TSA issue. Then it's like, well, how many different hacks are people doing? Like, it's crazy to me that you would sell anything on the market that people have to repackage for you. Right. So people got the little bottles mm-hmm. and they take it off and then they take saran wrap and they put it on the top and then they close it back up and then they put it in a Ziploc and then they roll it up in something else so it doesn't mess everything up. 
so again, it was just like going through this list of challenges and then from there going, well, what are the core products that are the most polarizing? And that's where I go back to Ashy Ass Hotel Lotion, <laughs> the shampoo mm-hmm. conditioner. Like, somebody was like, you can have toothpaste. And I'm like, why? You're good. Um, see, somebody else wanted to Somebody else wanted to know the same question. Is there oh, a it's, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Keep a lookout around Father's Day. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. That's a good gift, too. Hey. Jokes and bags. Not, not, I, like I, I like more than ties and socks. <laughs> right. Another question I had in terms of I don't know if you yeah. I don't I don't know if you said this, but like what was the catalyst uh, of starting the brand? Was it your own personal travel experiences or was you were you hearing it from other people that were traveling? Um the catalyst was two twofold. One, to be frank, I was bored. I was bored. <laughs> I was, I was working um, and using my consumer insight skills and doing cool stuff and getting paid well for it. But I really missed having a brand. There's something about having something tangible in the world that it feels, it's like, I created that. Look at me, it's so cute. Like, I made that. Like, you know? And so it started out as a passion project. I was just like, I, I want something to work on that kind of fulfills that part of my skill set and, and that that need to to create mm-hmm. the reason why it is black travel box is my it is my own experience my own frustration i was in japan and we had this great 10-day trip planned and you know i'm like all right so we're flying into tokyo it's like may so it's gonna be like you know basically dc cherry blossom weather perfect we're going right, to right. Yeah. Yeah, mild cool so and and just like especially women we will plan out how our hair is going to go over the course of this trip. So if we're not putting braids in, I'm like that. Along with our fits. <laughs> it's like I got one shampoo that's going to happen in the middle after we go to that one place because we're going by the volcano. It's going to be smoky and I know my hair going to be messed up. So we got to do it there. <laughs> and I got an conditioner and then that'll get me through the rest of the trip. So I had it planned out like that. Except we decided to hop over to Okinawa. And I didn't know Okinawa was like maybe a 35-minute flight away. Okinawa was like North Carolina, deep south in August. <laughs> wow. I was complaining. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it dusty too? No, it wasn't dusty. Oh, okay. I just... It wasn't dusty. It was very moist though. It was like, okay. like 80%. And I was just like, wow. I had a picture of me. Now, this is like fashionably big hair. I had a picture of like, you know, and I'm not going to do nothing with this. I'm going to have to be in a bun for the next 10 days. Nope. <laughs> didn't bring no gel. Didn't need no gel. That's why a lot of women, don't they normally, don't women normally get braids when they know they're going somewhere like that? Hmm. Well, I, one, I didn't know that it was going to be like that there. But two, okay. yes, women do do a lot of protective styling and braids and stuff just to avoid that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like, even with that, then you know, why should I have to do something different? Chad and Cindy can wake up, right, right, mm-hmm. and be right. like, "Oh man, like I got so I got covered in mud today," and go to the hotel counter and be able to, to be given for free things that will work for them. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where it's just like, and then you don't want to be on every vacation in braids, like all the pictures yeah. you got for all vacations, you in a braid <laughs> set, like that's kind. Of, 
that's not fun. It's like, as, as creative as creative as women's hairstyles are. Different braid styles, that you right? But build. still, it's always braids. Like it's always yeah, braids. I went to Okinawa. It's braids. I'm in Africa. It's braids. I'm in Canada. Braids. Like jeez. Right? Like that lady really like braids. And like no, she don't. She only wear braids on vacation. Right. Like, that, that's a that's a good thing. It gives. We could talk. Beard. I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit just why she's. Um, Let's just talk about her. her. Uh, yo, so her hair. Right yeah, now. we, we want to know why <laughs> you keep on getting that close to the camera. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you, yeah, you. Back up. Yeah, you look like you're about to say with your tag. Like it's Lou. Well, Lou, 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 Lou. <laughs> my, camera, my camera, niggas. I can do what I want with this camera. Yo, back up, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, look at that. Okay. I'm excited. Let's see. It literally was less than 30 minutes. Friday pack. Nice. It was less than 30 minutes. That's awesome. And there's a grapefruit white ale in here that I feel like, you know, since it's still. I don't have to feel that. Definitely try that. Yeah, crack that one first. Are they they cold? Do they happen to be cold? They can look a little chill. Oh, they're cold too. Awesome. That's a great idea. Yo, yeah, I, I looked at I looked at drizzle, but we don't have drizzle here. It's insane. Okay. Drizzly, drizzly. No, of course we don't. We can't. No, because we don't even have a. We don't even have it with a what with Tavor. We don't have Tavor. We don't have any of that here in Delaware. Spurs. Which is dumb because Jersey they can get liquor delivered right. And yep. it's right across the bridge. That, um, see yeah, that. yeah, we got. You live closer that, to Jersey than you live to me. Right, and I still can't get beer delivered. While Ryan is getting her thing, uh, hello, Bias, uh, Barrels and Leafs. Good morning, yes. uh, Brandy. Hello, Brandy. Well, well Bias is uh, Brooke. Hello, hello, Brooke. That's Brooke, Brooke Sinclair. Oh, okay, oh, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Thank yeah. you, Brandy. You know that, Rob. I would have never known that. Yeah, but thanks, guys. Brandy, Brandy, Leo. They, they said we gonna support. We was on their podcast, uh, his right. uh, Barrels and Leaf yeah. podcast yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the love, guys. Yes, I didn't yes. even see the comments. So there's so many different ways to you know do streaming and all that. And I yeah. just didn't. I didn't even pick up that there's a comment section over here. I'm like, hey y'all, I'm sorry. Yeah. You so what's funny? We've been doing this. We've been on this platform for a couple of weeks. I just found out like three weeks ago that we could see the comments. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> bottle. Um, this isn't a loaded question, but you 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 keep talking about you know Chad going back to the hotel and being able to throw these products uh, from the counter that they give you for free, um, you know, in your hotel. Um, how have you decided to maybe partner or market uh, Black Travel Box to some of these um, hotels, and and what have the challenges been if you tried to kind of knock on that door? I, you know what? I think it's interesting now because it's one, it's something that's coming. You have to be able to have before you get that PO, right? Before you, mm-hmm. you have to be able to have something to put in front of them. And so right. the products that we have now are really the direct consumer products. So I'm actually in the process of developing out what would this look like for a hotel in terms Got of it. price point, you know, and amount right. and all that stuff. Because, right. you know, because kind of they stock this stuff like every day, every room <laughs> and be, you know, so there's a few i mean so there's a few things you know there's definitely some hotel chains that are like oh well you know we really want something that everybody can use and it's like well then you should actually have stuff that everybody can use right mm-hmm. right 
Don't just say it. Can everybody can everybody use uh, some some shea butter? Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, I feel like shea butter works for everybody. It don't matter what what melanation you got. Shea butter exactly. is beautiful. It's really about figuring out. I, there's a number of ways I want to do this. I wanted to, I wanted in airports. I want go bags in the airport that you can just mm-hmm. grab. Um, yeah. Definitely want to talk to and work with hotels, boutique hotels, and especially mm-hmm. the ones that are getting getting this realization and tapping into. Oh, y'all travel. Oh, y'all, y'all travel. <laughs> um, and so some partnerships that I'm, I'm, uh, you know, looking to go after. Even when we talk about like um, getting into different places, doing test markets around like Black Ski Weekends, and you know, when the big right, events right. back around, it's like right. oh, Marriott. Um, right. You're you're going to be hosting everybody at this ski right. that you had. Exactly. Now, now, now is something everybody uses this weekend. Yeah. Something everybody needs is right, exactly. Hear and recognize who they are and celebrate who they are by Mm -hmm. having something there for them, especially more more than just a banner, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, with 20 ground and everybody, it was like, Yeah, this ain't the time to really be pitching them. (laughs) But when it comes back, and it is going to be coming back very soon, uh, I'm excited to have some of those conversations because I think we can do some really fun things, prove out the model. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. it's still this. It's still that world. We got to prove those things out. But um, I yeah. want it to be ubiquitous so that you have an opportunity to get what you need when you need it, where you need it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was. It was. Mm. Go. Ahead. <laughs> Go well, I was just. It was funny because when I first heard Black the Black Travel Box, I actually thought it was like a subscription box. And I was like, oh, it's a Black subscription yeah. box. Uh, but it's not that. So it was actually. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, the more I read on the website, I realized it wasn't. This uh, subscription box, but like, do you have plans to do something like that too, or is that just not something that you you would want to even get a part of? So, um, actually, in launching the so this is the funny part. I, I soft launched the business while I was going for funding, and I didn't. It, it was more of a soft launch in the sense that why would I pay a bunch of money to go do consumer insights when I could just put it up and ask people what they like, like insights, etc. It, it's people's money. Would, would would you buy this? Asking somebody, would you buy this versus being like, here's the price, here it is, and seeing if they put their credit card in is right. too. And so I went ahead and soft launched with you know the products that I just showed you, and they're right. really worth MVP. And so in figuring out what what wanted to what we wanted to be included, what the model should look like, I did test subscriptions at first, and I was like, okay, but the 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 subscription model is more like a Amazon subscribe and save, so you could you could get your product as frequently as you needed it. And yeah. I really kind of, it was it was fine, but I wasn't it wasn't a really robust program that was super valuable. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just not even gonna worry about that right now. You're gonna come back and buy anyway. We yeah. have to purchasers. And you're, and Orion, your business is more like it's travel oriented. It's not like you said you were. It, you seemed like you were intentional about that earlier when you were like, it's not household. It's household items for travel, but you want them to be able to go to the gym with them, and it's all things outside of the house. Yes. So, all, so that's why. So, I feel like it's subscription is kind of because how often do people then, tra- people aren't traveling right. every right. minute? People, people gym. make like three, four trips right. uh, a year. Like, yeah, you know, that's a lot. That's travel. a lot. There, you fine. Lot. You out. You out there. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think that's yeah. average. Well, though. You're yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm just yeah, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, and but, but, but on the flip side, like, yeah. Oh, 
who's traveling week by week, Monday yeah, through Thursday. And then, right. and then, and then me, that's going once a year if we can. Yeah. But then another mm-hmm. thing is that every average travel ain't getting on a getting on a plane. So yeah, yeah I guess people do travel yeah. do travel more than often. Even if it's a, a drive, you still don't want to have to carry all that. But what I see, what I see with the company Orion is, it's, it's, it's not travel. Like we're going on vacation. It's just outside the house. Like it's anytime, anytime you need to use a toiletry outside the house, black travel box will have something for you. Right. Yeah. And and in that vein, I want to ask you a question. You were showing your products. You're you're showing your products. And I know TSA has a big, what's it like 2.5 ounces or three ounces, whatever it is. And it um it's always shampoo, it's always the uh uh conditioners or whatever else that gets thrown out or whatever. And it seemed like you were intentional about making them bars. Does it have to? Is there a certain uh ounce or weight for actual bars, or does that matter? No, so that so no. you taking a, out a whole, Challenge. you don't got to get your, tr- your stuff trash because you put it in a bar instead of a liquid form. That's all. That's really solid. Was yeah, that was that an intentional? Yeah, was that intentional cool. about that? Yeah, yeah. So you're getting away. You're getting away from another hassle that that people would have to endure by going to the by going to TSA and because it's up it's subject to the TSA guy or lady. Yeah. If they and having a bad day or they don't like that particular product and it's two point six ounces, it's gone. You yeah. know what I mean? Or if it's two point three, it's gone. Like I I could do whatever I want TSA. Yeah, Y'all in my, you're in my area for the next five minutes. This is my house. <laughs> right, right. That's how right. I'm not packing. I'm not repacking your bag the way you did it. So Hell go ahead on. and deal with that. Be late. Mm-hmm. You know what they oh, yeah, do? So, so, that, so that wasn't <laughs> and they for a little bit, and they just leave it slide. Right, right. So where the shampoos and conditioners in the bar form? Was that an intentional for TSA? Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, cool. that and cool. also. So we got a question for you, Orion, as you're talking. Sorry. What's that? We got a question for you at the bottom of the screen. Is it a solid perfume fragrance for travel? Don't have one in the collection yet, but there will be those things coming. Again, I started out with more of like necessity type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once we have the necessities covered, we'll start to branch out to those really nice to have items that Mm -hmm. are and can start to replace other items in your bag. And so that you have that one stop shop to come and grab what you, you know, all your go tos. But uh, yeah, I'll take it in back. I'm trying, Leo. I'm out <laughs> here, baby. I'm hey. <laughs> so these are great to have. Equivalent of a four ounce bottle of mm-hmm. Oh, and that's the, and mm-hmm. you can only get two ounces, two and a half ounces of that in liquid. That's cool. man genius. Technically, genius. technically, if you really look at it, technically it's three ounces. It's three point five mm-hmm. ounces that you can take. I have okay. yet see more than one or two skews of 3.5 ounce size. Most right. places give you or sell you one ounce or two ounce. Okay. Right. So that's do you think hold and, and there'll be issues? Do you think they're just like just don't want you don't know now? Right? They're just like I don't I don't this is expensive. Don't do all that. Expensive enough. Yeah. It's an afterthought. It's an afterthought because they're just like okay this is just convenient. Like you know it's inconvenient for them to make but they know people kind of need something. And so mm-hmm. it's, this is why I'm looking at this brand and this business like I am looking at a a challenge that is a real challenge that nobody's actually looking at. And people are like, well, what if what if Walmart comes in or what if what if, you know, this company or that company comes in and starts making it? Cool. But they still gonna have the same issues. It's still right. 
expensive for them to make. Their margins right. are going to be terrible because they're set up to make 44 ounce bottles of stuff. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. and that, and I really think it, these things should exist, and particularly for people of color, because we are out here. We have yes. a black revolution that is happening. It yes. is happening in mass. And mm-hmm. so, if somebody else wants to do it, God bless them. They ain't going to do it the way I do it. Right. But at least you have a choice. I want you to have a choice. I don't want mm-hmm. you to be like, well, the black people stuff is in the segregated ethnic section over here. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's your four foot set. It's on the bottom shelf. Everything right. we've had it in in storage for for three years, and it's out of code. And your product, right. your product's not exclusively for black people. It's just products that black people can use. But right. white folks and other ethnicities can use your product, whereas like we can't, we can't really use no perp plus. Like we can't get out here and and condition our hair with perp plus. We, we, we walking away burlo pad, right? There. Hair falling out and everything. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I oh, had my hair set up so bad. I had used the shampoo because I needed to. I had gone diving and my hair was just real fishy. And I was like, crap, I didn't bring my stuff. Let mm-hmm. me just give it a rinse. It's not going to look cute, but it'll be fine. And actually, what ended up happening is, you know, your hair has cuticles, right? It's like little shingles on the side. Right. All my cuticles were raised and my hair matted and I couldn't get it apart. Mm-hmm. And it was like I had to go to the front desk and be like, I need like a dozen bottles of conditioner. So I wouldn't have to cut my hair. I, I was able to detangle it, but my hair was messed up for weeks after that. Like even mm-hmm. after going home and conditioning and all of that stuff, it it stripped and did some crazy stuff to it. And it'd um, been better off smelling like fish for three days. Right? up and take a picture. You on vacation? You a black woman on vacation with braids? We know. You're right on about that. You know, I've noticed that it's very, very polarizing for people to hear that there's a product or a brand that is looking at or for people of color. And Mm -hmm. but this idea that there is such a thing as we are biologically fundamentally different is Mm -hmm. yes, race is not not to get on a you know a soapbox about it, but race is a social construct. It's being Mm -hmm. You can have people that look like any one of us on this on the screen and be from a vastly different genetic background in terms of their family and, and all of that. Oftentimes they have African descent, but not always. And so it's one of those things that it's like, you know, when I have people go, well, you should really make it for white ladies too, because I sneak in the ethnic aisle all the time. A, there shouldn't be an ethnic aisle. There should be an aisle for hair. You shouldn't be sneaking. You shouldn't be sneaking. You shouldn't even be saying that. You, you got a black mask on when you go to yeah. Africa. How you <laughs> <laughs> what, what the hell is that? How do you do that? You uh, said, Karen, if you don't go sit tell her husband, down. Tell her husband, go down there and get the pork chop. I'm going to go I down here and get some pork chop. Is that how you sneak the I don't understand. I saw a post on Instagram that in a in a particular like drugstore, it could have, I don't know if it was like a Walgreens or whatever, but this has happened since the pandemic. The from corporate, they actually put rope or tape across the ethnic um, products and said and were told by corporate that they were not essential products to sell for a pandemic during the pandemic. Mm. Now, all the Pantene Pro V and all that stuff was, you know, open to sell That's to everybody. And, uh, and and the, the, the you know, the, the black lady had videoed it and she went and asked to get the manager. And then the, the, the black ladies 
came the, the the lady that came out that was a manager was a black lady right they were and they were already fuming they were like oh she a black lady and they got she the manager of this store yeah, with that though. and she no. and and that's what the lady on camera said she's like we can't go off on her because she ain't got nothing to do with that she's got to just do her job or whatever but to say that black products hair and products not um essential during a pandemic to cut them oh, out, man, make that's it they don't know black women, right? Well, that's what they, <laughs> they want to cut them out of making money. That's yeah. the way, they yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly, you can put a lot of people out of business that way, exactly. Yeah, she had to go home that day knowing the store that she's responsible for that she's supposed to be making decisions for is doing that BS and she right. has to reinforce it, right? Yeah, well, Ryan, I, have yeah. To disagree. I have to disagree with you. I like that there's an ethnic aisle because I don't have the time to be sorting through the perp pluses with my shape. <laughs> I don't, they don't have to mix. I want to know what you and the perp plus. That's the only shampoo we know. I can say that. I can do that too. Yeah, her, her her essence, you got her Ryan, essence, Ryan, you got. Ryan said perp plus three and one and Chad. So I can't not think of them when right, I think right, right. pipe in <laughs> and shampoo. That's it. So that's why. But I actually love the ethnic aisle. Because it's the ethnic aisle. It feels like it is. Exactly. this is an aisle for me. Like you can come over here if you want. You're more than welcome. But this, I'll have to go to your aisle today. I'll have to search see, through why, my stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Is like, why so is it their stuff. aisle? Like, yeah. Everything should be just. It's a product. Regardless. I get what I get. What you're saying, but I don't. I, I like the. I like the the uh, solidarity it's of it. Segregated all. move. So they like segregation, <laughs> huh? It's an argument for it. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's, it is an argument for it. The, the argument is predicated on a whole bunch of other things that are effed up about how we present beauty in our culture and how mm, we present right. products for that, right? And mm -hmm. I, when I say beauty, I'm including men's products because we don't have like a, well, we have, of course, our gender norms. That's a whole other conversation we ain't going to get into. I'm going to need another beer for that one. But, um, <laughs> but this idea, we do things like we still have the words normal on bottles. This is for normal hair. This is for normal skin. So what does it mean if you don't pick up the normal bottle? Mm -hmm. right? We're not normal. Exactly. And so the, to me, there's a whole psychology of of white supremacy that's built into how mm -hmm. products are presented to us. And there's language around that and presentation. So we, that's why it's hard for you to go in a mainstream aisle if it was just one aisle and find what works for you, because we're not acknowledged as a varietal of the human experience and a varietal of how humanity expresses itself. That's why white women are sneaking into the ethnic aisle because we do have a very clear segregation that's there and it's taboo to not be normal, right? right? No, I, if I was normal, I could go grab a bottle of Pert Plus. It's not it's not the best, but you know, I could grab it. But there's women that are like, I have Jewish hair, I have Jufro and, and that stuff doesn't work for me. And I'm like, that's okay. You should be able to go into an aisle and say, this is what my hair does. This is how it grows out of my head. And just right, my yeah. descriptive of how my hair grows out of my head or the tone of my skin and how mm -hmm. dry or oily or um, melanated it is. I can be able to very clearly identify products that I know will work for me, at least from the sense of they were intended to. And they were tested on someone who looks like me, not mm -hmm. to be tested, but clinically tested to understand mm. how does this product work? 
why is it that we've had sunscreen out since the 60s, but people just figured out that black people need sunscreen? And a lot of black people don't even believe they need sunscreen. No, no, we already black. And it's like, that's not how biology works. Right, right, right. It's not how biology works. It is related to your sun exposure. And yes, you do have, you know, more uh, in- endurance in terms of being able to to absorb certain UVA, UVB rays. But at the end of the day, melanin and radiation doesn't like it's not a superpower. I mean, feel like it is, but it's not a superpower. And we should have products for us. And why is it that all the products that are on the market make us look gray? Because nobody thought about including white scientists to put this cream on that skin tone and see what it looks like, and then go, you know what? We need to fix that. Mm -hmm. Well, black people don't really need sunscreen anyway. They don't really care about it. It's fine. Thank you, skin cancer. Thank you for including the racism of it all is horrible. The racism mm-hmm. of it all is definitely horrible, but um, but you just like your aisle. Huh? <laughs> you just like your own aisle. <laughs> yeah, just like my aisle. <laughs> nah, but you know what's crazy? I don't. I, like, I, I agree with you. You I definitely have a, a great I, point. I, I, I want to be because it's been plenty of times that I've been in the aisle for whatever, and I've been like, "Oh, that's white people shit." I want white people to go in the aisle and be like, "Oh, that one. I, I don't need that one because that's black people shit." Let me. I think they do do that story. though. I don't think I so. Think- I think Unless they, they're in the they don't have to do that. So they don't have to. Point. But you're okay. You're right because, like, I was thinking about like seasoning too, and <laughs> even the seasonings be in different sections. So I was like, you're yeah. right. Okay. You got that ethnic seasoning. There's a Goya whole section for Goya, like international. They call it international now. Why can't Goya? Adobo be, be yeah. in the aisle with the Lowry's and the salt and pepper, right? Yeah, right. You're just, absolutely right. Yes. It's all just different combinations of the same shit. Of the yeah. same stuff. There's a so fallacy funny. that we create in as an industry, as a marketing industry, by saying, "Well, we made a section as special for you," and that's like that's like the back of the bus. They, the, if they had just marketed it as, "Well, no, no, you have a special section. You get the best seats in the house." Back this there. is whites only over here. Right, right, and and it's that's, to me, I see it and I look at it as that same segregation. This idea yeah. that food like international food versus American food. And what is American food? It's white American food. Our second language is Spanish. Why is 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 anything of the Spanish language packaging considered international? That's our, officially our second language in our country. We have a lot of people that are, that are Latinx in this country. And I'm not, but I'm still like, why should you make them an alien in a country that they clearly live in and own quite a bit of and, right. and our leaders here. And so again, it comes down to the systems that have been in place from back in the day and then how we are trying to progress that. Well, we'll make a section for you and we'll tell you you're special. And at the end of the day, it should be we're the human race. Humans like salt. Some of them like salt with onion. Some of them like salt with, with, with you know, garlic powder. Some of them like salt with some paprika and onion in the garlic powder. Right. Put them all right. together. You know, so I'm really on a mission. I wasn't on a mission when I started the company, but now I am as I've been to industry events and really started to see, you know, I I walked up to I was at uh, I was at an industry event and I walked up to a counter. One, I thought when I first started out that somebody's already doing this. Somebody already got this out there. I'm just, you know, ignorant thinking I'm going to be I'm like, I'm the first one. Ain't nobody thought of this. And then, you know, that little voice in your shoulder is like. Please, like you, you know somebody's doing this, right? 
And then I get on the floor of this trade show and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, I see nothing that even reflects black. Okay, wait, no, there's a couple of, that's not even a black owned company. Okay. And then I'm walking through and I'm talking to people and I'm noting white people talking to white people about black hair. Cause they're talking, they're, they're pitching buyers and all this stuff and they're talking about us and I'm listening and I'm like, that don't even sound right. And then I go up to one of the counters and I, I, I see the keywords that are like kinky, curly, uh, dry damaged. And I'm like, okay, so this is for black hair. Right. And excuse me, the young lady comes up to me, the, the sales pitch person. And it's not personal because usually people at these trade shows, they're just hired in They're They're briefed on what the products do and they're hired in right. to, you know, just give information. But I felt a little, I felt a certain kind of way in my heart and I had my locks in my hair cause I had left corporate. So I was like, <laughs> locks done. Yeah, I'm walking around and I have my super pass. So most people thought I was like a buyer or some big muckety muck. I was the whole, whole thing. And I go to talk to her and she's like, I said, okay, so I noticed that you have these products for dry and damaged hair. And it also mentions like curly and coiled and stuff. Um, where are the products for normal hair like mine? Because my hair is actually normal. This is this is normal for it to grow out of my head this way. And she, <laughs> I shouldn't have put her on the spot. She was like, I, I, I said, because this is quite healthy. So so where are the normal products for, for my hair type? I, it, so like, this is what we have. How many products do you have in your product? Oh, a hundred and whatever. How many products would be applied to my hair? Oh, well, these five. <laughs> That's damn shit. Does that make sense to you? Uh, well, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. That's when she says, I don't work. I just got here yesterday. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Somebody who's here. Like, let me call the manager. <laughs> you see yeah. the manager. Somebody said that they got they got a black owned section in cigar lounges. Now, here's the thing. I think that there's something to be said for um highlighting or promoting specific brands because of affinity reasons, right? So I think about it as a grocery store. You know, the grocery store has end caps and that's the things that are supposed to get your attention. Right. You still got the same cereal on the aisle. Right. You still got the same spaghetti sauce on the aisle, but at the end cap, the end cap's like, oh, by the way, in case you didn't know. And I think it makes sense for us right. to have, and you know, right now it's socially interesting and it's in to buy black. Here are some black owned brands and you can have a whole, you know, mix of them on there. The spaghetti sauce and the seasoning and all of those things sitting there black by black owned. That doesn't mean they're not still placed in the aisle with everybody else's stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. There's something fundamentally different about us other than we bring flavor. And so <laughs> all the flavor in your in your hand gesture. Too. Yeah, that flavor when she just did the little oh, thing. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> So even with the black cigar, like the cigar lounges, I'm like, okay, that's cool if you have black owned as a promotional tactic, but you should still be like, I'm looking for, you know, a cigarillo that's, you know, this, that, or the other, and I'm looking for a mild flavor or whatever it might be. I never know. I just let them hand me one and, you know, just do it. <laughs> uh, by the way, go to Cuba. It's dope. Um, but, but, you know, whatever, it should still live with the rest of the products and right. then promote. And then when it's like Women's History Month or whatever month it is, you can be like, these are all our women-owned brands. Right. In case you didn't right. know, yeah. brand was women-owned. And if that matters to you, we want to let you know that it's there. Right. But the idea of segmenting it into its own area is not a benefit. It's segregation. And it's teaching us and mainstream, mainstream populace 
that we are inherently different on a level that is biological and it's reinforcing the same BS that made us animals and made it okay for slavery. Not to bring it all the way back to slavery, but those signals all come together and then people go, well, he was beaten on the street, but it's not that bad because he probably wasn't even really that hurt because we have all these psychological signals that say you're not the same as me biologically. And that's a problem. Mm, girl, well, that's the same thing. This is taken away from us. This is taking it a little left, but that's the same way doing like uh, like black folks in healthcare. They're like like black people have a higher tolerance for pain, so uh, you don't really need that. So mm-hmm. it, it is. Uh, it's, so it is crazy. But I, I did have a question in terms of the business. <laughs> okay, we did go. We did go everywhere. But in terms of you said you were from Chicago. Like, did the move to Colorado have anything to do with the business, or that was just like I wanted to be in Colorado? Yeah, I so I just took a job out here. So this was, you know, a part of corporate life. I was laid off. Um, and, you know, I'm a firm believer that God does things in the right timing because I got laid off. I got a good package. And I, I took that step back. I, I died my a good package. They laid me off. Like this ain't this may be okay. Six months of stability. That's not a bad, that's not a bad, you know, and I think oftentimes. I can I can only say from my experience, oftentimes the way that I grew up, it the temptation for me was to go get another job and throw that money away because something bad might happen and I need to have it. And I was like looking at my peers that did not look like me, that had stability in their financials and their families and all of that stuff. And they're like, we're going out and doing this. And I was like, you know what? I need to at least give myself a taste of that because I worked just as hard as they did. And just as, I, mm-hmm. as they did that release. Back, Harder than they did. What's that? Harder than they did. That part. And, <laughs> and so, you know, everything happens. In, I really believe in God's time. My aunt got sick right after I got like let go. And it it gave me time to like kick it with her. She wasn't, it wasn't like stressful, deathly ill type stuff, but she had to be in the hospital and all that stuff. So I got to like build a relationship with her that I never had um, and not have to worry about driving, you know, 45 minutes from the suburbs where my office is down to the city and then going out. All of that stuff, and then Cuba. I'm telling y'all, Cuba is dope. Um, I went to Cuba, and then I was like, "All right, so now I guess I should look at some jobs." All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and do that. And then one fell in my lap. I I had, you know, had that moment. I said, "Dear Lord, I want to go somewhere sunny, and I want to go somewhere west." In my mind, it was California, but I didn't say California. I said, "Just the criteria is sunny west, and I get to do something different." Mm -hmm. And I get a phone call from an old exec that I used to work with who was like, yeah, I heard about this job, this role. And it just Im- immediately reminded me of you. Cause I remember we were sitting at some recruiting event or whatever it was. And you were telling me you love old school video games. And I was like, yep, I got my NES. I got my Sega Saturn. People don't even remember Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn. Oh, I don't remember God. Sega Saturn. Oh. oh, Sega Genesis. What is Sega Saturn? Oh, so, so Sega Saturn, small digression here. You, the point that PlayStation came out, PlayStation 1 came out, Sega launched the Sega Saturn at the same time. I remember that Sega Saturn. The problem was, while the Sega Saturn was technically better on like the specs, PlayStation just shoved a bunch of SKUs out. They had so many different mm. games. Yeah. So I ended up on the wrong side of history with that one. <laughs> and so I have all of these. I keep I keep all my classic game systems. You know, I got my Xbox, the Xbox 360. I think there's an Xbox One in storage somewhere. I don't know. I'm <laughs> games. And so she was like, "Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I heard about this opportunity. 
you know, for a, a mobile gaming company, you know, the video games you pay, play on your phone, the download apps, okay. have, you know, they're linked up with Hasbro and they're taking like these massive um, gaming titles. So like I got to work on things like, you know, uh, Transformers and My Little Pony, which sounds like, okay, My Little Pony, that's cute. Those this, are household names though. It's hardcore. These are yeah. massive. Yeah, yeah. So they have sidebar. They have a a a guy, a guy guys that like uh My Little Pony. Bronies. The bronies. Yeah, it's like a group of old men. Bronies. Looking at each other and being like, masculinity looks a certain kind of way. Femininity looks a certain kind of way. What is white? What is black? All of that stuff. There are things that we can kind of defend because we want to and want to maintain the culture of it, but. Like the bronies are like dudes that are like this shit is cool. It's fun. The storyline is interesting. It's okay for a dude to like that and not be considered soft or whatever right. these other right. things are. Right. Like we don't need y'all to be toxic and fighting everybody. I mean, if you want to fight, be a be a boxer. But like, <laughs> let me cool. let me watch my show. Let me watch. My show. What are they doing? My little what ponies. Never watch my little ponies. I said, what are they doing with these ponies? Like, I mean. What are they doing? I mean, I got to go to Comic Con working with this company. I thought I went to two Comic Cons. I went to Denver and I went to San Diego. And I mean, if you are a nerd, that whole space of animation and comics and all of that it's it really doesn't matter what the thematic is under it like it's just really dope and it's really fun and it's very nerdy and there's a lot of love in it so you know my little positioned as a girl's toy brand but they they messed around and made a really good cartoon right they messed around and made really good stories and like people were like that's cool you know so Yep, big brother watching with his little sister. I'm like, you yeah. know what? That's your pony. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's I don't want the toy, but I'm gonna watch that show. <laughs> but you know, Disney and Pixar, you've noticed if you notice the last 20 years or so, a lot of these movies, when you go to sit down with a kid, you're like, they said, What? This kid. Yeah. Oh, it's been like that. It's been like that. It's been like that the whole time. It's been like that the whole time. All Disney movies is for grown ups. Not in the 50s, not in the 60s. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Maybe like since the 90s. Since yes, the 90s. Exactly. Like Lion King, Aladdin, all yep. that stuff was like, come in here and watch this with your kid. But it's a double entendre movie all the way around. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you right now. And so they're, they're, pa- I don't want to say pandering, but they're, they're, they're creating content for multiple audiences. Mm-hmm. And this is where we have to take that step back and be like, bro, you watch that? It's like, who cares? Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, you were watching I'm, it a Care, I'm a Care Bear fan myself. Oh, a Care Bear Stare ain't Care Bear Stare ain't no joke, bro. Yeah. Care Bear Stare ain't no joke. Right. <laughs> you know what? A Care Bear movie? Uh, I care. I care. I care. I care. You shed a couple of tears on that joint. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the most of it. The part is, I just watched that in the last month. Really? <laughs> yes. Did you cry? Did you cry still? Did you get emotional? No, I ain't cry, but I was like, yo, this shit's still good, yo. <laughs> and they teach you life lessons, and that's the other thing. Yep. Yeah. Life lessons. This is the stuff that Mr. Rogers made mainstream, right? Because what didn't nobody right. hear? It was just entertaining. Hit him over the head with a can, you know, Tom and Jerry stuff, which I still I appreciate. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But, um, funny. I guess I shouldn't judge someone because I'm jealous about this or I guess I shouldn't do that. 
Mm-hmm. When you start getting into those stories, it makes sense and it hits for everybody because yeah. it's human experience. And that's yeah. the dope part. And then it also has to be, happens to be magic and all kinds of other fun stuff. But I was the Transformers yeah. kid all the way. I watched Transformers and G.I. Joe. And so yeah. when I got on Transformers, I was so... I was oh, like, man. That's like that a bucket list. The best moment of any Transformers experience that was like animated or whatnot is when Optimus Prime died back in like 86, 87 and turned gray. And I was like, thug tear. It's Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, uh, now I have another, another, oh, go ahead, Lev. I was just going to uh, ask. What's without me going to the website? What's the price point for the small um, travel uh, black box travel box with the products in it? So, so the carry on starter kit, I believe, is at thirty six right now on the site, um, not including the bag. The bag um, takes it up. I think we have it with the bag at sixty five because this is Safiano leather. It's a nice bag. This thing ain't gonna fall. Okay. Oh, oh, what's, the the what's the name of the leather? Safiano. So it's vegan. Safiano. Um, and you won't be able to see it on the camera, but it has a really nice texture to it. I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. you can see some of that texture. Yeah, it ain't that, it ain't that vinyl. You get that, you get that vinyl wet, it's gonna start cracking. All right. Yeah, it's not gonna be doing that crazy. I'm, <laughs> that's not that. Take normal. that on the counter. It ain't no that's New Jersey counter. Yeah, I thought you said no over and over. I, th- I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> that is not. Tatiana <laughs> leather. What the fuck? So without the, without the, without the uh, bag, the travel bag itself, it's going to come in what, like a little, like a brown box or a color a black box? Black box. Okay. <laughs> hey, Oran, I, I have a question. I have a question for you. When you, um, you, the, the, the shampoo bars and everything, they come in, they're already prepackaged. What do what do you just put them right directly back in the bag after use? Yeah, you can just drop them back in the bag after use. I am gonna get to some little um, containers and holders okay. for the that we get. Yeah. You know, except, man, I tell you, if I had a million dollars today, you would, you would be like crazy, blown away about the stuff that we would have on the site. But we're yeah. gonna keep pushing, keep pushing. Let it dry and then drop it in the bag, and then you know yeah. eventually. Have its own little, little, little accoutrement for it. But the other thing mm. is, is I don't like over engineering stuff where it's like, well, you got a container for this and a container for that and this, that, and the other. So I'm also taking time to be really mindful and think about like, do I just want to fill your bag up with random crap that get broken or get left? Like, so one of the other issues is when people travel, particularly when we're talking about like vacation travel or even business travel, we end up leaving a lot of trash in a lot of other countries, and so. Right. I just like to be mindful of that even if other people don't care about it personally, I'm like, how can I make this as sustainable as possible? Um, mm-hmm. and what are the ways in which we can make everything usable and reusable as much as possible. So there's there's stuff coming. Hey, Harlem Capital, I know you got a hundred million dollars from Apple, so better check out the black travel box. <laughs> Harlem? <laughs> um, I had a qu- another question in terms of, uh, I know you said you you developed the product yourself. So how does it go from ideal to formulation and then to, to an actual finished product? Like how long does that normally take? It depends on what it is that you're making. So the products that we have right now are, are cosmetics. They're not considered drugs. Drugs would be anything that has an active ingredient. So technically toothpaste is a drug. Technically sunscreen is a drug. They have hmm. different rules from an FDA perspective FDA. and how they have to be manufactured and, and how they're textured and all of that. One of the reasons why, when you look at the ethnic aisle, quote unquote, 
Um, many of the products have incredibly bad ingredients, not even listed on them. There was a study that was done, I want to say in 2018, where they looked at, um, you know, products uh, marketed to black women and they found all kinds of hormone disruptors, things that cause fibroids, all kinds of just chemicals and stuff that wasn't even listed on the ingredient list. And it, a big reason is the FDA doesn't pay attention to what goes into cosmetics. They care about what goes into drugs. Cosmetics, if you have an issue with something, if you put something on your skin and it burns you and you go to sue them, the FDA will come back around and be like, oh, you guys weren't supposed to do that. We'll back this up. But there isn't like that proactive vetting and certainly not of the ethnic aisle. There isn't proactive vetting because we're not looking at as an important group you know, in the market, yeah. even though it's been nine of every other ethnicity. So to answer your question in particular, the way that I approach it, I, I, my experience was in food. And so I always thought about, you know, I would never work on brands that I felt like were not safe for me to feed to my family. Like that was just a personal line that I would draw. And luckily I worked for a company that also the R&D people and everybody else was like, no, we want to make sure this is something that we would take home. Um, and so you start out with the idea, like I talked about earlier, we start out with the, the problem set, like what is the problem? And then what are some potential solutions for that? Because my products are primarily natural products, it was really easy to formulate and develop and be like very straightforward because we're not trying to, you know, you don't have to bring in a chemist to do that. To make body butter, you don't have to bring in a chemist to make body butter. And so now it's more like, what do we do with these to make it more stable, to make it less less prone to melt and things like that. And that's the difference between the changes in like the type of coconut oil. There's 78 coconut oil melt. There's also 92 degree melt. Let's go ahead and use the 92 degree. It's still coconut oil. They haven't, they haven't uh, added anything to it. It's just, just the way in which it's refined and the way in which it's distilled down is what makes it melt a little bit at a higher temperature. And so I went through the process of doing formulation personally I was starting out with MVP products. So I was like, you know, obviously we're going to go to a big manufacturer and they're going to like help us tweak it and make this like scalable because what you make at home usually can't be made on a product line. The interesting thing is though, because of the forms and formats that I'm making, because of the changes I've made to the formulations, um, a lot of manufacturers really struggle with it because they're like, no, I have a lotion. So you can change the, the flavor, <laughs> the scent of the, of the lotion and you can put a different label on it. And that's what you can kind of get for smaller businesses that are looking for lower order quantities. So I, I developed out all the formulations myself for the base products because they're cosmetics. They're not drugs. Um, there's other products that I have in my pipeline that I'm interested in. And I would bring in a formulator to help me help me build out. Typically, when you do this process, and especially if you're working with a manufacturer, you would start out with briefing them on. Here's the product that I want to make. I want to make a product that makes. You know, so I want to make Soul Glow. Soul Glow would be a spray that I can put on curly, kinky, coily, textured hair, and it should add moisture, shine, and it should, you know, be like activator. Here are some other products that I like. Here's Soft Sheen. You can use that as a reference. The thing I don't want is this ingredient, that ingredient, the other ingredient, and I want to make sure that we have this, this, and this ingredient in it as well. So you brief them. They go back. They work on bench tests. They do all kinds of stuff. They they basically play with the recipe. And that can take weeks or that could take months, depending on, you know, what you're trying to get to. And then once you get to one that you like, then you do a line trial, which means that you take that product, make a bunch of it, 
put it on a manufacturing line and see how quickly it takes, whether it clogs stuff up, you know, what, you know, all the, just making sure that it works. Right. And then once you've done your line trials, we have to go back and forth and reformulate and change stuff and tweak stuff. So that the viscosity is right. And so that, you know, just the thickness of it is right in that, you know, and you can clean it properly and all of that. So that can take several months as well. So when you're talking about this from a manufacturing, mass manufacturing perspective, it can take easily six, eight months or even a year to get a single item out on the market. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and in that vein, Orion, how long from idea to now have you been, has Black Travel Box been running? I had the idea in May of 2017. Okay. I pretended like it was just something funny that I came up with on vacation until August of 2017, where I was like, I am talking about this every other day. And my partner at the time was just like, you, you just need to do it. You just need to make it. Like, you, I know you can do it. Just make it. Just do it. And I'm like, eh. And I had that piss to get off the pot moment where I was like, you got to either start working on this or stop talking about it. Like, you don't right. want to be that person. Exactly. Something like I invented that back in the day. And, you know, everybody got that uncle that he invented something. <laughs> right, but he don't got like, no money off of it. <laughs> why didn't you talk about it? Why didn't you put a patent on it? Why didn't you do anything with it? And so I didn't want to become that person. So mm. August 14th, I sat down in front of my computer and I named my company Black Travel Box and I I licensed it. At, you know, and and I was like, the government knows my name now, so we got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Cool. That's, that's Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Absolutely. I, 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 assume, I think we could probably talk about talk to you for, for, for hours because it is going on an hour and 37 minutes. Um, uh, but um, did anybody else have any more questions? Nah, nah, I could make up some, but I, I think yeah, you're trying to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can hit her up offline so it ain't like we can. It is. It's good. What flavors are hopping out? Um, from that, that's that L, right? I don't know. She yeah. ghetto. She drink that shit right out the bottle. Mm. I would have too. Like, you don't need a corn. Right. The bottles for exactly. Feel that it's the pretty bottle. So I get it. I get it. Is it called again? Grapefruit White L. It's a it's Odell Brewing Company, which I believe is a Colorado brewer. Um, it's with whisk. Wait, Witkiss Grapefruit White Ale is a modern take on Belgian-style white ale with bright aromas of citrus from pureed grapefruit and a delicate mm. spice from dried orange peel and coriander. Complex, nice. delicate, with a clean, refreshing finish, Witkiss brings an unexpected twist on tradition. And nice. what I would say is, and it's a 5% ABV, so I'm about to take a nap after I talk to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> By the way... Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had breakfast yet. Oh, oh, um, right, 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 you should have right. ordered that too. You got everything <laughs> right there on that phone. I'm not ordering food that I can make myself. I really like cooking. Right, I feel you. That is the part of me that can't quite get out of the hood. I guess you know you, you can you can take her out of the hood. But you can't take the hood out of her. I'm like, well, I got something I can make myself. Yeah, yeah. I can burger and fries here almost like every other day. I can't make a so I order that. Yeah, I burger and fries all the time. Yeah. But um, I like it. it's not it's not too heavy. Again, you know, it's more it's still earlier here, and I'm like, you know, I like the fruit, but it's not too tart. It's not too sour. Mm-hmm. Um, I like sours, but I like sours with food on my stomach because yeah. sour 
Oh yeah. My tongue get along. My my stomach's like, oh, that's what you want to do. Right. Okay. <laughs> this decision that you gonna make. If your stomach and sour, okay. Okay. We'll see, we'll see right. Right. Not too heavy. It's not that prettiness that feels nice for the morning time. It's not too too hoppy or anything like that. So I like it. Mm -hmm. Good. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I did you have another question then? No, I didn't. No, no. Oh, all right. Well, before I just say, uh, we I talk too much. I see how it is. No, 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 no. You get a lot of information, a lot of angles, a lot of places. We could technically tell that 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 marketing branding is what you do. Right. It's in the veins. Even putting her, even putting her hand up against the against the product. I thought I was be a doctor it was so bizarre oh, wow. i made that that transition in college and i felt i felt a certain kind of way for years i was like i'm just gonna watch er like this for a reason and this path has come about in a way that i never imagined if you asked me when i was 20 if i would be here going on 40 Mm -hmm. I would never I'd be like, whose life is that? So right. Um, well, I will say that it, whether whether being in you know brand marketing um has made you this maybe brought out the bubbly side of you, but as a doctor, you would I would I feel like you might have been more muted. Like you know, doctors are you know they're real have to be real serious when they're either delivering you know news and everything. But you, you have know, a great that, bedside manner though. Her bedside manner. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah somebody that's like cheer, cheer them. They gotta need some cheer, cheering yeah. up. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Best doctors. Some of my best doctors have personalities that I mesh with. My dentist. I love my dentist, mm -hmm. and I giggle every time I'm in there. And he didn't even give me no gas. We just have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have black uh, dermatologist, Dr. Victoria Barbosa in Chicago. So if anybody's in Chicago, Dr. Victoria yeah. Barbosa, she's a black dermatologist. She's so legit on every, she knows all her shit, but I always had a great time visiting with her. Not just because she was black, but because she just was, she was fun and she was interesting and she was really, you could tell she cared about her patients. I had a yeah. guy, I know you guys are all men, but just as uncomfortable as you, as you get here in the word gynecologist, we, we are comfortable too, right? And I had a man yeah. gynecologist. He and I would talk about Star Trek every time I came in. And I was like, boom, I love going to kick it with him. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Star Trek gynecologist, that makes sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> No, <laughs> you're going in places that you know. She's boldly going. That's funny. <laughs> no man has ever gone before. Boldly going where no one has ever gone. If the music started while he was rooting around in there, I would be a little bit mad. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> rooting around. <laughs> rooting around in there. I will, I, I will ask this, and this is more of just to kind of tie back into the beer line thing. Being in Colorado, some of the biggest beer fest i've looked up are in colorado denver area like have you you know have you went to any pre-pandemic that were like you know kind of that they kind of reminded you or that made you feel like this was uh you you, you not, not not necessarily that you felt like you belong that you would continue to go or to visit you know because yeah. you know we gotta we gotta make space in most of these beer fests for ourselves you know what? That's a very fair point. Um, I'm not going to lie. I can be a pretty gregarious person, but I don't like huge crowds. I don't like okay. crowds back to elbow. So I okay. don't really do those. I, I have done, though, um, you know, smaller setups. And I there was one in Chicago that I went to that was done at, like, the House of Blues where you get <laughs> – wait, they put the cup around your neck. It's like Mardi Gras reads with a cup oh, on really? it. Oh, really? 
yeah, yeah. You know, I, I like the experience of tasting and interacting with people and I've yeah. done that at different levels. I don't like going to massive, massive events gotcha. because then it's just an issue of, and whether it's a food event or a beer event or music or whatever, now it's the issue of I'm standing in line for three hours to enjoy myself, mm-hmm. waiting to enjoy myself as opposed to enjoying myself. Yeah. Um, that being said, this is the land of craft beer. And so yep. it's really fun to me. Like, you know, <laughs> I almost got into it with this dude at the ballpark because he was like, I want to, you know, he was like a, drinking a Bud Light or something. And I was like, why are you drinking piss? Like, why are you doing that to yourself? We got we got into it in a, in a friendly way. Right. Uh, but I love, you know, there's moments where you want to get the Coors old style can and just, you know, feel mm-hmm. a little trashy and play some video games. We got, we got a um, place called One Up Here that's like a beer cave. And, you know, you mm-hmm. don't want good beer you want to drink something oh snap wow hold on what What is that you don't know i asked this question we don't have that we don't have stuff like that arcade with a bar so sometimes they call them beer cakes sometimes they call them barcades they have them in chicago they have a couple out here i know they have some in jersey city i don't know about new york um but i know jersey city that one i've been to okay Uh, and yeah it's it's for grown-ups right like you get in there Mm. And it's grimy. I mean, think, think, um, you know, Tron. Y'all are old enough. Y'all know Tron. Yep, Tron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with beer. And, okay. mm. and you're kicking it. And you're actually playing those old games, Galaga and all these different things. Oh, I, I got, yo. Right, I got I got my kids Galaga, Dig Dug, and all that that on this like power like this game, and they love yeah. all of them. Old school. Oh yeah, it's dope. I play it better. I play it more than them though. <laughs> I play it more than them. I be beat I, yeah, I, I, yeah, you can't beat my score. Is uh, what is it? Uh, is it Ghouls and Ghosts? Goblins? No, Ghouls and Ghosts. Ghouls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ghouls, 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 Ghouls. Ghouls. Okay, go ahead. Well, then you got Shinobi too, but like. Uh, oh. And goes grave. He's walking around his little loincloth, and then mm. you know is bigger, and then he turns into a wolf, and then you know you've got it's dope. It's just yeah. so dope. And it's it's eight bit, bit graphics, and yeah. it's, you know, it's fun. And for that, I like a good classic beer. When my grandfather passed away, I drank PBR that whole year because that was his mm. beer, and PBR. Mm. There's a reason why there was a BR on the end. They actually were a blue ribbon brand, and it's not a terrible beer. It's not as complex and interesting as some of these other ones. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, there's moments where you want to dip back into that too. So, <laughs> you know, that beer cave, yeah. I mean, uh, concept. It's not here. I, I know the. I know the perfect yeah, investor. I, I know the. I know the call tomorrow. Yeah. I'll wow. get in on that. <laughs> okay, I'm serious. I know. The, I know the perfect person. I've been asked to like do consultant stuff like here in Middletown. It's like uh, that kind of stuff that we don't even have here yet. So that's 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 that would be huge here in Delaware. If I were to, oh, you're in Delaware? Yeah, I'm in Delaware. We all are. I used to work in Newark. You did? Yeah, Yeah, that's all our stopping grounds. We uh, just yeah, been there, go through there every day. That would work actually really well in Delaware, especially if you're talking about like in Lewis and near Dewey Beach and all of that stuff. Like that yeah, would be yeah. there all the time. I'm about 40 minutes from I'm 40 minutes north of there. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. But like if I ever were to open up um some type of brick and mortar entertainment, food, whatever, it would probably be a beer cake meets karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
So you'd have right, all right. the games, but then there'd also be like a stage and karaoke nights and yeah. What's your karaoke song? Oh, dude, I got wait, I got a list on my phone. You look like you were with me. He said, hold on, hold on. Not not <laughs> one. Got not one. Phone. I got a list. She do this shit. She does It's a vibe. And how long we've been there? There's a spot in Chicago up off the north. And what they used to do, this was years ago, I don't think they do it anymore. But what you would do is you would order a pitcher of beer, and it'd be, uh-huh. you know, it'd be all right beer. Right. Pitcher of beer, and for every pitcher of beer you ordered, you would get a free basket of fries or bacon. Mm. Like, why, bad. why would I eat bacon at midnight? Because you've been drinking. You yeah. <laughs> I get a BL, yo, I get a BLT, um, a double, double bacon BLT after I've been out on a night drinking. Yeah, That's my go-to. There was a spot called Blue Frog out in Chicago. They closed it years ago, but it was right up the street from Rock and Roll McDonald's. So it never failed. We would come out of Blue Frog, crawl out at like 2 a.m., having just burned the house down. Just, you know, it's a mixed crowd. So sometimes I might come through with some pour some sugar on me just to make everybody feel. Hey, like hit it. it. Mm, that's a good right? song right there. But then you get out there and it's like cool Chicago air, and then you look over and you're like, Filet fish, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be hitting right now. Wait, how about I went in there one time? I can say this is just a few of us. It's nobody yeah. else watching. No, nobody's listening. Uh, I to, like, I want a fish wish. What? See, that's Long John Silver. That's not me. Yeah. I'm about to right, say. Right. Oh, so young Jenny, you know what I was talking about? I said, "Well, you don't want it from here." I don't know what that is. What's we have commercials. We have commercials for that, but there's none of them around. Yeah, we have one. We, have we used one. to have one. It was it, was, it, was, it used to be Captain B's, and then it was Long John Silver's, and now it's like a mortgage yeah. company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they sell blinds now. Oh yeah, well, yeah that's right. That is a blinds blinds the store front. Oh, okay. Just blinds. Just blinds. <laughs> oh. Oh, Long John Silver. I wish I wish I had. I never had Long John Silver. It's okay. Got, it was, it was yeah, you, uh, fast, fast food, fast food, fast food seafood is kind of weird. Yeah. No. You know what? Fish, um, again, a Chicago favorite of mine. It's basically your Uncle Leon in the back smoking a cigarette and frying fish. <laughs> and then, well, this is when I was a kid growing up in Chicago. I, and this is these are my fond memories of, you know, what I would consider the hood. And I really love these memories. But, like, you would go in there. They had, like, the double-pane glass, you know, the bulletproof glass or whatever mm-hmm. that you had to order through with the holes. You had to get up high enough to be like, I want You know, and then in the back frying the fish. And, you know, he... <laughs> He basically had that cigarette, you know, just kind of sitting right there. Like, <laughs> you want the perch or you want the, you want the, you know, yeah, high, high talk without the cigarette falling out. <laughs> right. And it never asked. The you ass never fall off. Moist enough spot to hold. Yeah, well. Yeah. The, ash, the ash would be long as hell, and the ash what? don't ash until he say, I'm, I'm ashing. I'm sure some of the ashes got in the cornmeal, and I'm sure it tastes good. I'm not even going to lie. It's a it was a seasoning you can't find right. on the shelves. But they would get the um, You'll live. long ass packs of Roman meal bread, which would be like that square bread that they have in like elementary school, like the yep. pack. And grab them two slices. Yep, grab them, grab slices. them two slices with that tongue. 
pants. Ray J and we had a spot called Harold's Chicken, which is really going on in Chicago as well. Yeah, in the 80s, they didn't have as many of them and all that. But it was, you know, these were our local black owned places. And like girls would be like, they would have two liters of knee-high soda in the back and they would pour it into the styrofoam cup. Like they didn't even have a machine. They just would pour mm-hmm. it into the styrofoam cup, put some ice on it and hand it to you. Yep. And you nice. know, like that was like commerce back in the day. They were stopping at the same damn grocery store we were. Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to turn this into the business. And yeah, this by the cup. Have y'all had mild sauce? Mild sauce. <gasps> what? Just in turn, what? Mild, uh, is it, what's that? <laughs> Other than a mild sauce, like mild sauce. So mild sauce on chicken is is a rite of passage. It is, mm. and it's not that it's hot or you. It's exactly what you call. It's it's almost sweet. It's mild, but it's a flavor. And uh, we got to get y'all some mild sauce. Where is this at? I it's look that up in Connecticut that does mild sauce. They have this chicken called. It was like a heart attack, heart attack in a bag. You get this fried chicken. It's like big ass nuggets, and then you can get mild sauce on. It. It's really good. But Chicago Harold's chicken mild sauce. I make my own because I'm not, you know, I'm not home as much as I like to be. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got to get. Oh, y'all so this is a this is a Harold's a Harold's sauce. Yeah, I mean, it's in other places, but Miles, I mean, get, you can get Miles sauce at other places in Chicago, but okay. Harold's is known for their Miles sauce. I mean, you could do mm. hot sauce on the chicken, but that Miles sauce, what you do is you get the wings, get the fries mm. at the bottom of the basket, they put the wings on top, you pour over the Miles sauce, and you take that Roman meal bread, sit it on top, so it sop up all that sauce, and then you yes. just... This sound, right. this, hey guys, I mean, this sounds like this, this sounds like chicken. Does, does this sound since like you said you make it? Since you said you make it in your okay. kitchen, right? This is what yeah. the internet says that mild sauce consists of. It said mild sauce is a combination of hot sauce, ketchup, and barbecue sauce. Is that kind of the same ingredients that you kind of start with, or? Yeah. Um. So barbecue sauce already has like ketchup and seasonings and stuff in it. So I okay. it down and just and just season it myself. But yeah, got you. Okay. Yeah, right, this okay. is definitely this is definitely Waltz. When I go, we have a chicken place <laughs> down here um, in Delaware that's local to Delaware, and I it's not mild sauce, but we just I just call it hot sauce and ketchup. Just put hot sauce and ketchup on my my chicken. <laughs> and it's it in the same bottle, like yes, yes, it's okay. in the same bottle. And I give it give me in a sandwich, and they put three wings on uh, two pieces of white bread, <laughs> and it's not, like I've, I I think okay. I've had I think Harold I think Harold and Walt are brothers. The beauty of culture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this sounds so familiar. Mm. I can't wait to try Harold's. And all that, but yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I have to try. Okay. I, I haven't been to Walt's in years. Walt's is a grocery store, though, right? Like you're talking no, about. No, the- no. We got a wing shop called You been you were in New York. You, it was There were uh, it was it were two. There are two restaurants in Wilmington. And it's only one, two now. It's mm-hmm. it was three, but now it's two. Three, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. It's two. I haven't been in ages. I'm gonna have to get back. Yeah. Um, there's a spot called what is it? The Blue. Blue oyster, blue frog. Oh yeah, blue oyster. Blue oyster. Is it is it the uh, New Orleans spot? Blue Perry. Oh, blue Perry is closed. Blue Perry. Oh, okay. oh, they changed. They they, it's a different. It's a it's a new spot. Hold on, not Blue Parrot. I'm talking about Un- the place on Union Street. Never mind, at New Orleans. That was on Union Street. Blue Parrot was on Union Street. Yeah. So are they are they, is they, they still there though? Yeah, I, I think don't know. Cool. I don't know if they're still there. I haven't. I don't I, know. I mean, I the, the New Orleans theme restaurant on uh, Union Street is closed. 
Oh, oh yeah, so that was Blue Pear. That was yeah. Blue Pear. It's a different, it's a different I restaurant now. After I got a root canal once, Ooh. I don't know why. Oh, bad <laughs> idea. All, all right. <laughs> put me out, and then I woke up, and I was like, "I'm so hungry." And my friend took me, and I was like, "Take me there." And he was like, "Are you sure you want to eat that? Like that seems really heavy." I got my Diablo shrimp. I don't think I finished it. I got my Diablo shrimp and I was drinking. And I was like, I'm off work. So you're and you're driving right. me home. Right. So I, got got, it. Yeah. I had like a hurricane and some Diablo shrimp. And then I went home and slept it off. And it was great. Glad that story didn't turn the, out worse. That's a Ryan Brown with the I had that. I had that. That rock gut. I could just deal with anything. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that is true. Rock, rock gut. I can't do that. Rock gut. That's all. I tried something like that. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. I'll fuck um, kids out. That 40, 40 hit you, boy. You can't do that shit no more. No, not at all. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, right around the corner, um, like I already know. We just gonna stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Thank you so much for uh, you, coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for You've coming been, it's on. A, it's we been a pleasure. It. It's been an eye-opening experience. We talked about everything today. Yeah, man. We touched on, touched on everything. If you ever want to come back, if you ever need help with anything, yeah. bruising banter is yeah. here for you. Dude, yeah. I got a whole yeah. case of beer now, so just have me back as much as you want. Yeah, right. <laughs> See you next week. We could definitely swap some good flashback stories. Yeah. Yeah. We could definitely swap good flashback stories. Ooh, yeah. 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 Especially, man, she was in Delaware for at least in her 20s. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's wild to me. <laughs> so, I, I yeah, we find somebody from that has uh, that has been to Delaware, been through here. Right. that actually worked here. Square, yeah. And every Sunday, I would get woken up because they had some type of gospel jazz thing at the mm-hmm. Rodney Square Park. Yeah, yeah. And wow. Because the was U shaped, and I was right in the middle of the U. All mm-hmm. of the town would hit my window, so it would be like Jesus is waking you up at seven <laughs> fifteen every Sunday. Yeah, no, it, well, Jesus was telling you wake uh, up before. At two weeks later, you like you know I'm just gonna wake up at six. <laughs> I'm gonna beat, <laughs> beat the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> How long? When did you? Uh, last right. When did you live in Delaware? You, you, I lived in Delaware 04 to 08, 09. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah, you had a significant time down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delaware. Yeah. She like she like one fifth Delaware. <laughs> one fifth Delaware. <laughs> Yeah, like that. Like so I saw that. Biden doing all of his stuff down there. Yeah, doing campaigning and all that, and down at the Chase Center. I used to work for Chase okay. at the waterfront because there used to be a really dope restaurant at the waterfront that you could get a. It was like a bucket or a bowl. And Joe's was, Crab Shack. No, not Joe's Crab Shack. Oh. It was next to it. It was like a. It was a sit down spot, and they had um, naked lobster where they would just basically mm. tons so of that lobster on there. On a, was that? So that lobster on anything is good, okay? No, but it was just a it was just a bowl of lobster. Oh. You could just get the meat, just a mm. pile of lobster meat and butter on it, and it was mm. the best thing ever. It was called like naked lobster or something. Mm. And, uh, yeah, no, Joe's one. I couldn't stand Joe's. I'm sorry. Okay, you, you said a bucket. You said a bucket. I just thought about them buckets of beer that they were selling back in the day. They used to sell like ten beers in a bucket for like eight dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. One of my colleagues yeah, 
girl in college. Yeah. Walk around with these big ass buckets of ice and, and beer and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Joe, I didn't like because they would always have snow crab and they like pinky size and yeah. you uh, no meat on them. I'm like, That's I shouldn't true. be burning more calories than I'm eating. That's I just, true. On principle. That's true. Right. Like well, I'll let her go because she gonna get. She need to get some food. She says that's her second beer. <laughs> uh, well, you want to thank uh, Orion Brown, uh, the founder and CEO of the Black Travel Box. Yes. Thank, thank you. you very much. We appreciate, we appreciate you. you. Thank you so much. All day. I've been in quarantine. Like I've just been. Ain't inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said you you look outside. Say nope, it's not a good day. Yep, I see uh, mask. I don't see no mask. There's no mask. <laughs> I'm gonna stand it. But before we go, we always like to know how people can find about find out more about uh, Black Travel Box and when they can see you on the social medias and 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 everything else. So how can they find Black Travel Box? Yes, yes, yes. If you were looking for Black Travel Box, number one, you can find us on our website, blacktravelbox.com. To keep it simple. Um, if you want to find us on Instagram, it's at what? Guess what? Black Travel Box. <laughs> um, we're technically on Twitter and Facebook, but you know, not really that into it. Uh, you know, Instagram is our jam, so I would say find us there. If you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Oh, at Orion, O-R-I-O-N underscore Helana, H-E-L-A-N-A. Awesome. All right. Uh, uh, yo, how can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at 302Yoda and on Instagram and Facebook at Delaware on Grind. And make sure you check out Delaware on Grind, the podcast on YouTube and Spotify and wherever else you can find it. All right. <laughs> that podcast. Uh, Dev? You can find Devin Aaron at uh, Instagram at Devin Aaron underscore the underscore great. And Lou? I'm on them Instagrams um, at Lou Belgium. All right. <laughs> and you can find Bruising Banner Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bruising Banner Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also obviously watch us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. And you can also say, uh, Alexa, play. Bruising Random Podcast because we go on Amazon Music as well. And uh, iHeart, Pandora, everywhere you listen to podcasts, we are definitely there. You want to support the podcast, def- definitely check us out on www.bruisingbanter and get that merch. Nice. If you want to rock the brand all over the place, uh, definitely rate and subscribe. Hit that like button on uh, YouTube to get us to a thousand likes on YouTube. Subscribers Smash. on YouTube. Smash the like Smash button. Smash that like button. Smash just click your mouse button. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And if you want to follow me, Rob G, it's at Rob Stay Bruising on Instagram. Um, this nice. has been uh, episode 105 of yes. uh, Bruising Bender Podcast. And we want Bro, to thank you, Orion Brown, Black Travel yeah, Box. Until uh, next much. time, have a good week, Peace. everyone. Thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Go eat some food. Go eat some good food.